1: all right tuesday we got a lot going on today i gotta tell you we have a lot going on today let me kind of run through for you uh what you're going to hear today with the power panel who are sitting in the studio right now i'm looking at paul calvert paul look at the camera wave it at everybody everybody knows jan morgan she's with us and all of us know rd hopper he's with us everybody and of course i'm dave ellswick we want to wish you uh welcome to the show today uh Diana Davis, who is the main anchor of KAIT Television in Jonesboro, is going to come in and not come in, but call us sometime from up at the uh, trial uh, for the uh, alleged murder of uh, State Senator Linda Collins-Smith, and she's going to uh, join us and tell us what happened at the arraignment today. So we'll have some eyes on up there so we can keep you up to date on that. Uh, We both, I have and Jan, have been in touch with Mickey Gates. We'll talk to him. Well, we're not going to talk to him today. He can't talk. All right, that's key. He can't talk. But he did send us some information, and we'll relay that information to you and uh, what's going on in his case. And then uh, Mayor Scott. Mayor Scott has got himself into (laughs) some deep doo-doo. And I do mean deep doo-doo. The commission uh, that uh, has been looking at... uh, Little Rock Police Officer Charles Starks, uh, you know, got some bad things going on in this meeting. Uh, Robert Newcomb, who I hope to get on in the near future, but who fell on the steps of City Hall, I understand, Mm -hmm. last week and broke his wrist. So things kind of got slowed down because of that. Said that, uh, pointed out the testimony Thursday to the Little Rock Civil Service Commission by two assistant police chiefs, Who said that Mayor Frank Scott Jr. pushed the department to investigate Starks quickly and fire him? That's not the way it's supposed to work, folks. It's not. Are you guilty till. no, no, just that not anymore in America. I'm almost to the point of saying, unless you can prove yourself innocent, you're guilty. So yeah. we call
2: the chief and asked him to explain himself?
1: Oh, no, I like to call the mayor, but the mayor's not answering. Mm-hmm. I can tell you one he thing.
3: He, he didn't give you his cell phone number.
1: No, he has not given no, me I, his I'll cell phone number. I'll tell you one thing.
4: You have to give credit to the person that came out and said that because mm-hmm. he just jeopardized his job there. It's two people. Or two people. They jeopardized their job by telling them, truth and i have to respect somebody that tells the truth no matter if it costs them their job or not so i appreciate them uh, giving out that information so the rest of the world can know what's going on i Did wish
1: I, I wish i had robert steinbach here just so well, that he could tear into uh, carpenter the city attorney who called the civil service uh, commission a quasi-judicial body
2: hmm. No they're, no, they're not. No, they're not. They're a no, commission. Absolutely Quasitic. not. That's the word that's used for him. And, and, commission, and, not and, and, judicial.
3: And that was his justification for authorizing them or telling them they could kick journalists
1: out? Is that is that what, what was going on? Uh, yeah. Well, it was a city attorney. That's, that's kind of why they were trying to pass. The commission was trying to pass a law, basically, that said that the media and nobody else could have any kind of recording devices in their meetings. Hmm. No, that's not
2: right. And you wonder not why agencies are having trouble getting people to be police officers today. Because they know, because because people know that if you become a law enforcement officer, unless you have a very unique leader in your agency and a city government that's going to be behind you, uh, when you're doing the right thing, That's right. then, you know, you, every day it's your job's on the line, your reputation's on the line, your life's on the line.
1: Yeah, the, the for two, pennies, the two assistant police chiefs are Hayward Finks and Alice Folk. Well, thank so you, we want to give them both thumbs up for being uh-huh. uh, honest about what had happened. Uh, of course, there is um, what's them Ken Richards. City Director Ken Richards got himself in all kinds of a hassle because before this memo came down from Carpenter about how they shouldn't be talking about this because they could jeopardize the hearing for Starks and things of that nature, which is, that's a legitimate memo to go out, I believe, to the people who may not do much with the media. Keep your trap shut. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, uh, he got in front of the cameras and said on Monday that uh, he was interviewed Friday, a few hours before Carpenter sent the memos by KARK TV reporter Mitch McCoy, The station's online article quotes Richardson as saying he didn't believe sworn testimony during Thursday's hearings by the two assistant police chiefs. Both testified, according to news reports, that Scott pressured them to quickly investigate and fire Starks after the officer's involvement in an on-duty shooting that killed the motorist Bradley Blackshear on February 22nd. Starks had fired his weapon 15 times at a moving vehicle driven by the 30-year-old Blackshear. During a traffic stop, Starks was struck by the slow-moving vehicle and injured his knee, according to official reports. He shot through the windshield. He killed the driver. The driver, by the way, was found out, had a gun. And uh, was not a good guy, all right? He just wasn't a good guy at, at all. And
2: the other person, the passenger in the vehicle with the guy who was shot, got out, out of the got car, out of the car be because to. she was afraid and, and told the officers that he had a gun.
1: Yeah. Now, so, Stark, Starks fired April 19th after being cleared of all criminal charges. Mm-hmm. Now, that's nothing more than a PR move, perhaps by uh, the mayor, because... Blackshear was black, mm-hmm. and the officer was white, and uh, he, he didn't want a you know some kind of Black Lives Matter kind of incident. I guess here in Little Rock, I'm just assuming here. This is my thoughts out of my disheveled mind. Uh, on Monday, I think your disheveled well, mind is
2: correct, yeah. 100%. He
1: wouldn't do the right thing because he was afraid that
4: it might get him in trouble. He is the kind of person that I do not like. So we found but, out we got a
1: politician, a real politician for mayor. Well, you you know, you've, right. you've got
2: politicians around America who've watched what's happened <laughs> mm-hmm. in other cities. And officer-involved shootings, especially if it's a white-on-black uh, shooting. And every single time, it has led to upheaval and rioting and, and you know... It, 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 all kinds of problems for the cities. And so I think I agree with you that that is exactly what's happening here. And it's wrong.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Monday, Richardson denied saying he disbelieved Fink's and Folk's testimonies to the Civil Service Commission. you got to listen to this. You want to hear guys trying to dig? <laughs> stop digging. He's all right? in If water. you want to
2: get so out of the hole, stop digging. Yeah, he's like two people are lying about said, it. Two people are lying about He said, I
1: right? didn't say I didn't believe them. I wasn't there. I didn't hear it. I don't believe the mayor had any involvement in the firing. I could be wrong because I don't have information on the internal workings of it. If he did, that's beyond the scope of what he's supposed to do as mayor. Quit Richardson. Quit digging.
4: Well, He's saying I should have kept my mouth shut, but it, but it was, but it was too late.
1: <laughs> He's whenever, trying to talk his way around oh, that. that one. That's there right. The more no you talk, the, digger, the, the, the deeper, deeper you, to you dig. That's exactly right. I mean,
4: normally, whenever a commission is investigating something like this everyone involved including the mayor the police chiefs and everyone else say we have an unbiased commission that is going over the evidence and whenever they come up with their findings then we will make a decision after that is as is said so everybody involved in this thing uh that's running their mouth is 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 leaking information that that the truth's coming out but i'm I'm glad the the two chiefs did because they're saying
1: we're in trouble because you know we're trying to do what's right i'm going to tell you what the commission needs to do they need to call my buddy bob Steele. bob Steele goes to government agencies and uh, big corporations and audits and no yeah and, and sits down with them and teaches them how to handle a crisis situation and how to how to speak to the media Mm. and when not to speak to the media and if you do speak to the media what you should say and what you shouldn't say and uh, bob if you're listening because i know you tune in once in a while i I hear from you once in a while uh, you should call them i think you could find a new client (laughs) there i'm just saying because i would think if you got a commission somewhere around that commission they've got pr people don't they wouldn't you think, Jan? Wouldn't you think they have somebody supposed to
2: do that for them? You would think. But, you know, there is a problem nationally. I was reading in uh, one of the John Birch Society uh, magazines recently. They had an article about these citizen commissions that oversee and review police-related shootings. And in almost every situation where that has occurred... You've got people on that commission who are there with agendas, and uh, that's why you don't want those guys. Exactly, exactly. And there are people who have no idea and absolutely no training whatsoever regarding law enforcement and how police officers do their jobs. Uh, They're simply there. To try to 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 run interference between cities and uh, well, angry citizens I, I, I on police-related shootings, I think that's
3: maybe just part of the problem. Or with well, our system is we don't have a system in place where citizens can bring criminal charges, and so we end up coming up with these kind of. Makeshift ideas to get around what we really need to do in the first place is is just ha- have a criminal system where where citizens can bring charges against police, and if they bring false charges, then you prosecute the citizens for doing that. I and mean, if they're bringing legitimate charges, then you prosecute the officers and, and and do it correctly, as opposed to bringing up with these these kind of silly stopgap measures that don't work. Well,
2: well, people can sue law enforcement. You can sue, agencies. but that's, that's different
3: than because uh, let's say let's say I get. Um, I get frisked illegally by an Mm -hmm. officer. I don't want his money. I want to break his arm. That, that's the thing. Is, I, okay,
2: I you heard it first on right. the Dave Elson. show. And so that, shows, that's so if the you thing. Ever is it an officer's arm of, down, uh, Okay, let me we, just we, say the, the opinions of Paul Calvert are, Calvert
1: are right. his and his alone and do not necessarily reflect <laughs> right, the right of the station and, and, or my show. Right. And so, just just to be <laughs> fair, though,
2: is, or that, that, I, I don't want
3: to sue somebody for illegally feeling me up. Yeah, but here's the thing so I want criminal prosecution.
2: I understand. But you know what I tell people, especially people who have issues with law enforcement officers related to gun uh rights issues sure. i tell people you always be respectful to law enforcement officers at the scene give them the respect that is due the title if you if you're going to take issue with what they're doing that is not the place
4: that's what the court system's you, that's for that's what
2: the court system's are for yeah it's just you know you did so
4: there's a right way there's a right way to handle
3: <laughs> the problem with right, these commissions the is, I, I want prosecution so there's not there's not a temptation for for people to take matters in their own hands mm-hmm. and, and I, well, I think that's part of the problem right now well, I saw we the problem video, with the Commission.
2: This is a Stark situation, right. and that guy driving that vehicle actually ran over. He ran over the officer's legs. He was with the warned plenty of time Yes, he, he was. was warned. Ran over he had his plenty of time the of the car. To,
4: to make the right decision. But back to these commissions. The problem with these commissions, like Jan said, they they're, think they're more important than they are. Well, the mm-hmm. problem is, is the people that appoint them. So let's say we're going to have uh, an ethics commission, let's say. Alright, who's going to appoint the ethics commission? The people that the ethics of commission is supposed to be overseeing are the ones that appoints them. Yeah, so, well, two so, for the
1: governor, two from the House, two from the Senate, isn't a little, it? Little, little yeah, little bit and, of and that's of the people there. that they're supposed yeah. to be overseeing. So, Same way in Washington. Yeah, I right? would you like to have a
2: commission overseeing your show, Dave? And anytime you hurt somebody's feelings, you have to go before this citizen's commission to determine if you overstep no, your bounds.
1: No, I, d- I don't go before them. I go before Salem. No. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>, that's <laughs> that's what I do. So if, right. if you're going to have I a commission,
1: if you're going to have a commission that that represents the
4: people, then the people in each district ought to rep ought to be able to elect or rep, or send a representative that they pick to represent them. Whenever someone is appointed to represent you that make sure that they have the views of the person that appoints them, then you ha- you don't have a commission it's, it's, it's at a all. Question. It's no commission at right. all.
2: Look, if you want to know why crime is out of hand in this city and in so many cities across America, all you have to do is look at how the police officers' hands are tied. You know, when, when officers cannot enforce the law or when they do enforce the law, the people they arrest are often back out on the street before they can even finish writing writing the report on the offender during a shift. That is a problem.
3: They've got way too many laws they're trying to enforce. They hadn't ought to be enforced in the first place. And then when they do try to enforce them, they don't have a a judicial system that is capable of, of, of taking care of the situation. And so we've got people enforcing stupid laws that the government passes that never should have been passed, and then we've got a prison system that can't actually hold people accountable like the law suggests. Well, so it's, it's, no it's just
1: dysfunctional. Uh, just uh, to just jump in here real quickly, my wife was reading an article to me yesterday. It was the top 20 cities that are losing their population because of crime and bad things going in to their uh, going on in their city. And yes, Baltimore made the top 10. Oh. But... Little Rock was number 19 in the United States and it it can happen to an entire state the other day
4: we had a report that showed the percentage of the budget that each department takes up and I think education was like I don't know it was way up there like 15 or 20 percent but you get down to our prison system and law enforcement it was a very small part the state of Arkansas is not keeping up growing the prison system at the same rate our population is growing and our county jails are primarily being used to hold the people that ought to be in the state jail, so when you arrest someone in the county and you've got eighty percent of your county jails got people waiting to go to the state prison system, you don't have a place to keep your county prisoners, so the county prisoners go in and and they might spend the night and come right back out the next day and one of the reasons that they're doing it is because the 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 feds in the state pays the county jails to keep the state and feds prisoners. So a lot of the counties are funding the county by running the jail as a hotel system, and they have no place to keep the county prisoners. Well,
2: you know, in our county, where I'm from, Garland County, we have a state-of-the-art prison but we're not using a large portion of it because we can't afford to operate it, and so we're turning, too much money we're turning we're yeah trails. we're turning to we're turning too many people back out on the streets because we can't we can't open up all the cells that we 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 have available.
4: That's the reason that everybody's keeping state and federal prisoners. That's a, that's a lesson there. You cannot build something that you do not have the funding to maintain. I saw county and state governments, if you build a road, if you build a bridge, if you build a jail, you can't build it unless you
1: have the money to run it and maintain it properly. All right. got to take a break, and we'll do that. we on your Facebook now?
2: Yes, we are. We've um, got 70 people watching with us right, right this minute.
1: All right. 501-823-0965. If you want to be part of the show, that's the number to call, 501-823-0965. It's Dave Ellswick Show. Paul, Jan, and R.D. are here, the power panel. Back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. We're glad that you joined us today. For all of our uh, viewers on Facebook uh, that are just joining us, let me recap what we're talking about. Front page story today. On the dim gas.
2: In our state, Arkansas. in Arkansas. But this is something that people from states across America can relate to.
1: Yeah, we've got an officer-involved shooting. Mm -hmm. It was a white police officer and a black suspect. The officer shot the suspect after he told him to stop, after the suspect hit him, the perpetrator hit him with a car, and uh, he The suspect was
2: armed with a gun.
1: Yes, he had a gun, and he was killed. Uh, and
2: there, the officer was cleared of all charges. All
1: wrongdoing, that's correct, by everybody up the chain of command. But then? Then, after that had all happened, the police chief fired the police officer. Then, about a couple of weeks later, the commission is having the big meeting that they have to have mm-hmm. to verify that everything went correctly in this person's uh, firing, and we find out that the mayor of the city, uh, Mayor Scott, called two uh, police chiefs or assistant police chiefs who uh, testified later that he had called them and told them, get the investigation over and fire this guy.
2: What this amounts to, this is a good police officer who lost his job, who was fired from his job because of political correctness. Because the losing left continues to throw out the race card on everything. It is an excuse for everything that they don't like. You say something offensive, you're a racist. You do something that's offensive, you're a racist. And in this case, to avoid any kind of situation along those lines... A good police officer was fired from his job. Jan
1: Morgan, you're a racist that you would even talk like that. That
2: I would even talk like that. Hey, I've been called a lot of things in my life, and names just don't bother me anymore. Yeah. So I get li- I get my life threatened for my political views. So calling me names just yeah. doesn't affect me.
4: But the video of this police officer is available on the internet. Yeah, the whole thing yeah. Was yeah, I video. Mean, I mean, so if you look at it. Uh, He gave the gentleman plenty of opportunities to stop and get out of the car, and he Mm -hmm. chose uh, to try to get away, and uh, that's the wrong thing. He ran ran
2: over the police. When the police officer finally actually started shooting him, he ran over the police officer. Yeah, he hit him.
1: The guy's got a bum knee because of it. So that's, that's where we're at. We have got to take a break here because we went long in our first segment and then we're going to come back and talk further about this. We'll take your calls on it if you like uh, to talk about it. Or maybe you've had something happen in your city, you know, like this in your particular city, wherever you live here in the great United States of America. With that and in, 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 in scound out there for everybody, let us take a break and then we'll be back and we'll talk further about this. We'll also hear about... Uh, former state senator linda collins smith trial that's coming up here in a while as well all right back with you welcome uh, everybody to the show we got people from all over the united states that are uh, tuning in from texas and alabama we got a californian
2: yet ohio i haven't seen california yet but they're usually in here you know and people are really upset about this watching and listening because they've seen things similar happen to police officers in their own cities over political correctness my question is and some people have brought up in this thread. Is this officer going to file a lawsuit for wrongful termination?
4: Right now, I think he's trying to get his job back. So that may be step number two right now. I think he's just trying to see if he can say, I was cleared. You know, I was, did nothing wrong. Right. And, unless you can come up with something well, and show those, me what I did wrong. I just want my job yeah, back. But, but that they, may be step well, number this, two. Right. This
1: is what it's all the about, about the commission. The commission's deciding... Whether he gets his job back or mm-hmm. not.
2: Didn't the police chief say that he was fired not because he violated any laws, but because he violated a, a department policy? Of policies. Jumping was, in front of
1: a car to try to stop it from yeah,
2: going. Yeah, <laughs> because, because had he was that guy continued to drive the car, he might have killed or hurt someone else.
1: Isn't, yeah, isn't he supposed to try to... Protect the people in the yeah, community. Serve and protect. That, that's, a, that's what I said yesterday. Robert and I Steinbach were talking about that, and it seems to me if you know the perp in the car has a gun, so he is armed, and allegedly you got to figure he's dangerous he's a since criminal. he's coming at you with the car and he's in a
2: stolen car. You want to stop it. Listen to Dale Maynard. Uh, Dale is from Cincinnati, Ohio. He says it happens everywhere, yes, including Cincinnati, Ohio. He says, we have someone killed nightly, and I mean every night, sometimes two, three, and four people in one night. And the police are scared to do their jobs anymore out of fear of political Incorrectness, political retaliation, or the public family members who always seem to have that one special picture of their angel when they weren't looking like gangsters or thugs. It's a joke
1: anymore. It's true. That is true. That's a, there's a lot of truth in what the person just said. It absolutely. absolutely. Well, you remember
2: know, how the media took the picture of uh, what was the guy's name that, that killed the that the police officer shot? Hands up no, The don't guy shoot. up there in
1: Ferguson. I can't yeah, even Ferguson. think of his Ferguson. name Ferguson, now. Missouri. But, well,
2: yeah, and, but anyway, he they kept showing the pictures of him when he was a you know what, twelve or thirteen years old, instead of the fact the the, the picture of how he was when he was shot, which was he was a man. Well, and I think that's
3: that's an mm. example of in Ferguson, a fairly clear cut case where a, a a man, a black man was at attacking a police officer mm-hmm. in his vehicle, and he got shot doing it. And, and I think the one here in Little Rock is, is less clear-cut than that. But at the end of the day, though, when people get all bent out of shape and they riot over the wrong cases, there, mm-hmm. there are cases of police brutality and they need to be held accountable, but don't, don't take the wrong cases. Don't 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 um, get up in arms
4: about the cases that are not clear cut, and I think especially well, like the one saw, up in Ferguson is. is was, they have was an, a pretty they obvious have an agenda. The people that are bringing this stuff up, most of them have an agenda. It's not about right or wrong; it's about pushing a agenda. They have an agenda. Mm-hmm. Yes.
5: God,
2: why didn't that ever? You know, fo- you've already got. There's already a lot of tension. <laughs> I, I played a video. I, I shared Police a video bad. on Facebook. <laughs> uh, I guess probably about two or three weeks ago, of of a, an area of the city where there were quite a few people gathering and they were angry at police officers, running from police officers, shooting fireworks at the police officers here in Little Rock. You know, we just saw the thing in New York where they were throwing water on the officers.
3: Uh, well, in Little water Rock guns we
2: actually had people shooting fireworks, fireworks wow. at police officers who were trying to stop them from discharging fireworks. in that about Olympics, a year ago? No, I just played that well, a few no, weeks okay. ago. It was like July 4th uh, weekend, I believe. Yeah, it happened about but, a year
3: well,
5: ago.
2: Kudos to the really officers ugly. for not shooting Yeah, but, but, but it was just, it was, you i'm sitting there watching all this and these and the people the the tension was building and had the officers responded appropriately which is actually start to to arrest some of these people i think there would have been violence and and rioting These,
4: these people causing all the trouble and causing throwing water on police officers and shooting fireworks at them let's let someone break into their house and who do you think they're going to call they're going to call nine one one and ask. Them I'm to not going to call, call anybody.
2: <laughs> 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 I'm not either. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't say out why. Out Jan has told me not you to say, say the things that. that I you say, say that's on that's here. That's right. I'm trying to protect you, <laughs> Dave. All right.
1: Yeah. Let's go to Jeff in Florida. Hi, Jeff. How are you? Jerry, Jerry, how are you doing?
6: Hi. How are you, Jan? How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um. I just happened to catch a little bit of the show. Mm -hmm. I really don't know that much about this case. As Jan very well knows, I am the wife of a retired uh, detective sergeant, homicide detective. Um, He was also on the SWAT team. So, having heard this, needless to say, um, yeah, as Doug just said, I'm pissed. Right. Um, I'm pissed. I'm upset. Um, I'm shaking as I'm on the phone with you right now because, you know, my husband retired after 28 years of stellar service, loving his job for this fear that this gentleman just went through. That is the exact reason why he retired as a decorated law enforcement officer who was a responder for 9-11. I mean, to go through what this officer went through and to be raked through the coals and been exonerated
2: and then to lose his job. Yeah, Jerry, do you think that he would, uh, your husband would be a law enforcement officer today, seeing how police are being treated across America and not getting the backing no, of their city no, leaders and their agency heads? No, and and quite honestly, I
6: don't want him to be. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to sugar cut this at all. I mean, I am not only the wife of a law enforcement officer, but I am the, I'm a blue star mother. Mm -hmm. I'm the mother of a retired chief in the United States Navy. And to sit back and to see what our men and women in all uniforms are doing to protect us and to be slandered and and dragged through the mud and be called names every time somebody tries to do the right thing, no matter what political party they belong to, it doesn't matter if you're a Republican or Democrat. If you don't agree with what the agenda is at the moment, they're going to ruin your
2: reputation. Well, thank you so much for calling in, Jerry, and talking with us. Just, just to, to let right. people know who you are, uh, I met Jerry it was a couple of years ago at Rolling Thunder in Washington, D.C. Oh, very she cool. She is one of the first women to be on the executive board, Jerry, correct me if I'm wrong, of the National, National. Rolling Thunder organization. And she's been in correct. the fight for uh, prisoners of war Since in America 1975. for yeah, for most of your adult life. So Good thank for you, for you that. Jerry.
1: We um, appreciate what you've done. Thank you no, so much. We
6: appreciate what our veterans do for our nation. You know, without them we don't have the freedom to even get on this radio and discuss these issues
1: yep i agree you know, with that all wholeheartedly who to them. all right jerry thanks so much we appreciate you let's head to jim jim is in corning hello jim hey
7: man i get around brother i get around
1: you're out driving a yeah. truck aren't you
7: oh yeah holler gas brother
1: <laughs>
7: <laughs> but uh yeah I miss miss supermodel over there miss jan how you doing today girl oh, well hey how are you i'm doing great You be careful Uh, out there on the uh, road. Yes, ma'am. But, uh, yeah, I I wanted to bring up, you're talking about that deal in Ferguson, but I just want to touch on another one just a little bit farther east over there at West Memphis, that young boy that was shot by the two police officers carrying a BB gun that he had gone to the trouble of taking the orange tip out of that little pistol and made it it look like a real gun, and then they plastered all over the news, uh his eight-year-old graduation picture mm-hmm. of, of graduating from school and this boy was 13 or 14 years old when he was shot and he was like two foot taller than that picture that they put on the news and then to add insult to injury chief Powdered of the west Monroe police department my my Chief Inspector, when I was on the sheriff's department there in Memphis, his son was slaughtered out on the highway by two Aryan nations, and his co-partner that come to back him up, both of them killed. And what did they do? Plastered on the news and all that. That made it all over the newspaper was the mother of the son that was killed by the uh, police department over in uh, West Memphis about the dog that was in the back of the vehicle and all she wanted was her dog back and of course the dog was like shot 11 times and he died of the wounds but she wanted the dog's body back and that's what they put all over the newspaper they didn't say a thing about uh uh sergeant powder and his partner being murdered uh just slaughtered out there on the highway so yeah double standards in the media is that the
1: one that started in the walmart parking lot
7: no sir it started on the interstate out there on interstate 40 east on right. side when when uh, sergeant powder pulled them over and the boy was in the front seat dad was out between the two vehicles and je- uh, 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 <coughs> uh, the, 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 the sergeant powders uh uh, partner backing him up came up and the dude jumps out of the car and he just kills sergeant Powder right there you just seen him boom 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 fall right dead on the ground Mm. and then uh uh sergeant powders partner didn't even get to pull his weapon he was coming down the side of sergeant powders vehicle and uh and they killed him right there on the and and he just they fell in the ditch and then it it, then it escalated they didn't leave town they go to walmart to walk all over walmart before anybody found out where they were hmm. and then the news media when the uh state poli- now, people don't understand the our wildlife troopers that uh do their job they are literally state troopers that's they correct are state police they are state police officers go through the same academy and then intensive uh training for the uh wildlife ca- academy but they are actually state troopers. They, you know, could ride around in the blue and white cars with the blue stripes on them and all that, just like the state troopers do. And this gentleman was in his wildlife vehicle, slams into that minivan, knocked mm-hmm. completely out of commission. And what do they do? They put all over the news about how much it's going to cost to rebuild the truck that he slammed into him with
3: <laughs> after the people in- had killed. In- in- people.
7: In- 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 instead of. Uh, uh, neutralizing the threat. Oh, and let's not that the sheriff of Crittenden County and his chief deputy were in their unmarked patrol car that came up upon this vehicle and before they could even radio in, this guy just starts dumping bullets into the windshield of the, chief, the, of the sheriff's car. Uh, you know, I mean, he didn't even what? know who the guys were. And then he gets shot in the wrist and he's two weeks before retirement I'd like like eight days before he was taking his retirement and he gets shot
1: we got she's so. a hero wow. well Jim thanks yeah. for thanks for your call you you make a perfect you know point double of what we're standard, saying
7: double double standard in the media double standard in the media it's just disgusting and uh, uh we love you Jan
2: oh well, uh, well thank you <laughs> love you guys too you
7: know what no wait
1: wait 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 whoa, whoa. whoa. hold on Jim now <laughs> You She's love me, too, new- don't you?
7: Yeah, we love you, Dave. <laughs> but Jan, 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 Jan's going to be the new Republican commission uh, for Arkansas. No,
2: okay. The president. Hey, you know wait, what? Wait. Something that you kept mentioning throughout your story— various stories, is the media, the media, the news media. And I just want to yeah. say, I, I I used to be with the news media for so most I. of my adult life. And I can tell you that I believe that you're on to something there. The news media, I believe, is directly responsible for exacerbating so much oh, yeah. of these situations by misrepresenting the truth or uh, lying by omission. You know, not, not telling the whole story, just the parts of the story, because the more exacerbated they get the situation, the more riled up they get the people, the more video they're going to have, and the better pictures and and videos they're going to have for their newscast of people rioting and acting like fools. And then they give all these people the coverage they want and the interviews they want, and they don't tell the other side of the story.
1: Right. So, yeah, Jim, I got to run. I got to run. Uh, We're up against a break. I appreciate hey, your Republican
7: call. Compl- Next Republican chairperson for Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jim.
1: Thank you much. We appreciate uh, you. Man, you got yourself somebody that's gonna go out and I, beat the bushes I for guess, you. I
2: guess. I guess so. That's All awfully right. nice. We gotta
1: get a break in. Let's do that. Phone number five oh one, of course, is the area code. 8230965. You wanna be part of this show? You call that number. We'll take your call. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. We're at 101.1 FM, The Answer in Little Rock, Arkansas. RD is here. Jan is here. Paul is here. I'm here. Where are you at? We're waiting for you right here on the radio. Back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. I want to welcome everybody here to the show. Let's welcome uh, Keith. Keith is in uh, the Buckeye State. He's up in Ohio. Hey, Keith, how are you?
5: How's it going, buddy? Doing good. I'm doing all right. Good. Like I like I mentioned earlier, I'm living right smack dab in uh, Liberal County, Ohio. But I'm no good.
1: <laughs> Liberal Liberal County. You must live up by Cleveland area. Is that right? Athens. Athens. Okay. Know where you're at.
5: Yeah. I'm having fun here too. Trust me. Good. I, I I'm under attack uh, because I said something uh, uh, conservative on Facebook, and I was uh, I was told that my business is going to suffer and. It seems to be coming true. Hmm.
1: I'm sorry to hear that. It's sad that.
5: That's all right. I'm going to stand by what I'm going to stand by the facts. I don't care.
1: That's what you got to do.
5: You got to. You know, you can't buckle under immaturity. Well, here's and a, that. You know, in my opinion, that's what's wrong with our society. We're not maturing anymore.
1: No, we don't believe facts anymore. I mean, it, it's all well, feelings you know, it's now, Keith. It's Feelings. Children, I feel this are, way.
5: Children are naturally emotional. Okay. And we've become an emotional society because children aren't being raised properly anymore. And every decision made by uh, the more liberal are emotional based. They're not thinking of facts. They don't care to hear the facts. Uh, you know, they'll tell you. Uh, you know, I've already made my decision. Don't clutter it up with the
3: facts, <laughs>
1: facts right? Keith, and, uh, don't confuse it with the facts. That's right. So,
3: Keith, I think one of the problems is. So, you're. I assume you're a small business owner there. And. So in a lot of cases, we have so many laws in the books that any of us could be taken out and in prison, for that matter, at almost any time if they choose to enforce certain laws. And so when government has it out for you, you know what? They can, they can sick their dogs on you, and they can find something to shut you down with. And that's one of the problems with having so stinking many laws, and then they just selectively enforce them.
5: Well, complexity is used to conceal deception and error.
3: That's yeah, true. Well, and, and then, and you'll, then you'll, you may get vague accusations of, of violating some obscure code or something of that nature, and, and, and they may just try to intimidate you into complying and, um, and, and trying to kowtow to their demands. I, and, and so that's, I, I think it's, it's a ser- serious problem. When we allow government it to have that much power, then they can abuse you. And there's not a whole lot you can do about it in a lot of cases, I'm afraid.
5: I mean, uh, if you take a look at certain individuals in politics right now, you can tell they're throwing emotional temper tantrums. They don't care about the American people; they care about their power.
1: Now, and quit talking about AOC like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
4: people have always had to do the right thing.
5: Our nation has become very immature.
4: Oh, Lord, yes. Well, people have always had to do the right thing and suffer the consequences of it. if you look at the history of everybody that signed the Constitution and what happened to them, they all lost their farms and their estates or the Declaration of Independence. And so – and if you look at – uh, if you look at police officers that we're talking about earlier, police officers make the decision to protect it. One of the most dangerous things that can happen in a community is a high-speed car chase. Hmm. So if you can produce something to prevent a high-speed car chase, you're saving lives. With a perpetrator, with a gun. Exactly right. I so. so I think in a lot of so, cases what, what,
3: what the, the departments actually have is they have policies in place where you do not have high-speed car chases. You stop. Yeah. Yeah, they just let the cars go, I think.
4: Yeah, sometimes sometimes they do. But this person, he was saving someone else's lives by risking his own. But he's doing the same thing as our caller did. He's doing. He did the right thing, did what he thought was best for the community. And oftentimes you have to suffer the consequences of it. Uh, a
1: buddy of mine sent this to me. He says, uh, Dave, an additional issue to law enforcement and governing society is the tolerance of lawless behavior. Just as Trump has rubbed the establishment wrong, we, society, have allowed wickedness to go unpunished. Therefore, when law enforcement applies force, it seems harsh. The law is still the law. If people don't respect the law, only martial law will control society. But even that will be temporary. Well, and I, th- I think that's that, that's uh, <laughs> that's very well and, and pe- true. And people don't respect respect law. In many cases,
3: they're just respecting enforcement because in so many cases, there's so many laws that are not enforced. They just so many laws are just selectively enforced. And so, you, you just drive down the interstate and and watch how many people obey the speed limit. Yeah, and just be- because it's not in, it's, it's, I because don't it, because it's not enforced. As it's written. And so it, it's, it's – No, it's we, because I try idiots. to. I try the, to. Because, I, because if I don't, I'll get caught. It right makes your insurance go up. up. Well, the Well, that's the, the thing is that, that would, it would make a lot more sense to go ahead and put the speed limit at 80 and enforce it at 80 instead of for, putting the speed limit at 70 and enforcing it at 84.
4: Well, you know uh, – God and God's word does ordain government to protect people and to punish the people that that do bad things and even uh, Christians or anybody else we should obey God's word unless it conflicts uh, unless the law conflicts God's word so we do need to obey the laws that that are there and uh, fortunately we live in America that if somebody infringes on our rights there is a system. To uh, use to uh, to uh, make it right. well, which, right now which, on Facebook,
2: people are talking work. about speaking of enforcing the law. They're talking about the controversial move by President Trump to commute the sentence of Ted Sull. Is that how you say his last name? S u h l. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some folks not happy about that, right?
4: Well, I think I think that bribing politicians and politicians making money off of a position that people elected them to do ought to be taken more seriously and yeah, I, I happen to be one of the people that's not happy about that mm-hmm. because well I'm not these happy people, about it either and I think these I'm people have Trump the fan, trust
2: but I but I'm very I'm very upset about that decision I just
4: you have the people that have the trust of the people they're supposed to represent and they were elected by their peers to do an honest job and take bribes I think that's as low as you can get
1: All right got a break End of the first hour. Stick around. We got more coming your way. It's the Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, The Answer in Little Rock, Arkansas. 501-823-0965 is the number to call. Jan Morgan is here. Paul Calvert is here. R. D. Hopper is here. I'm here. We'll get back with you in just a moment after the news. All right, don't forget, we're waiting For uh, Diana Davis, give us a call. She is the anchor for KAIT-TV up in Jonesboro. She is covering the arraignment hearing today for McDonald, the alleged murderer of uh, State Senator Linda Collins-Smith. Uh, a great public service and a personal friend of mine and Jan's. And I think mm-hmm. as well as Paul, yeah, and I, I think did, for I RD, yeah. I think we, all we all knew her very well. well. And, uh, we just heard you said that you just heard she pled not guilty. Well, someone guilty. in
2: this uh, thread, Trisha Trisha Willis said, no, excuse me, Tammy Estridge said she just pled not guilty. Uh, of course, that's from someone who's in this thread who may be there or may have a contact there, but uh, that's not official. We're
1: going to have somebody who is there. Well, there's a, yeah, she said Colin Smith
2: murderer just pled not guilty, which but, is which is uh,
1: no surprise. Well,
2: yeah, I mean, it's, it, it,
1: you can't make a deal if you don't plead not guilty. Yeah, Everybody has to you, understand you can't that. negotiate when you're. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you say you're guilty...
2: Yeah, you got no options. Now you're in trouble. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're, exactly.
1: You're... All right, we've got... Who we got here? Nancy from Hot Springs Village wants to talk to us. Hey, Nancy, how are you? How are things hi. down, down uh, there in the village? Hey,
8: Dave. Um, I just wanted to add to the conversation that we were having before. Um, the thing that is missing is that we are not hearing mothers, fathers, aunts, uncles, cousins. When someone is shot... Are killed, they never, they never say my child was wrong. I love my child. I love whoever got, whoever died, but they were in the wrong, and we're not hearing that. And we need to have a, a, a conversation that you can't always turn on our police. We pay our police to protect our community, to protect people from stealing, to protect people from killing us, and that's what we pay our police to do. But what we have allowed is automatically we turn to the police as the villain. And we need to have an understanding and, uh, uh, emphasize more that mothers need to t- say, my child was wrong. I love my child. I'm sorry my child is dead, and I will grieve for my child or my cousin or my aunt or whatever. But we have just let this go to where our police are vilified immediately for doing what we pay them to do, protect us, protect our community, protect people from stealing. protect. Uh, so we have just lost the picture of we automatically turn against our police. Jan, I love you. Doc, uh, 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 Dave, I love you. That's just, all right. Everybody no, gets us mixed up. <laughs>
0: well, thank well, you for calling. You, in. Nancy, Nancy you Dave, are you familiar? I
8: love Jan, and thank I, you. And I also love Linda collins Smith. She was a very special. Yes, friend. she was. Thank and, you for saying. And, that. Nancy, are uh, you her, aware? Miss her, miss her conversations going home to Pocahontas. Uh, uh, to uh, uh, just uh, we we all miss her terribly, and um, we. Uh, just just thank you for what you do, Dave. And but I would like to hear a mother once say, "My child was wrong," mm-hmm. but we don't hear that. We hear them protecting that child and what they did to break the law, and, and and then turning against our our police. And I tell you one thing, I love our, our our police. I love that they stick. They have families too. They want to go home to their family. And when it comes to the eye of the eye of the barrel. There's a They've got to make a decision. And the person that is, is has broken the law, it's their decision whether they want to live or die. And we just have got to protect and, and have a better respect for our police because they are doing what they are paid to do. Love you guys. Now. All
1: right, Nancy. Thanks for your call. i got to tell you, I've raised eight kids. I've got 13 grandkids. I've sat down with all of my eight children, and I told every one of them, if you break the law and you get caught, don't call me to bail you out. Mm-hmm.
2: You're going to sit in jail.
1: That's exactly I'm right. Still I remember you, my dad having I'm that conversation gonna... with me. Mm-hmm. Did he tell you the yeah. same thing? Yeah, my dad
4: told me, told me the same thing. If you do something wrong and get put in jail, then uh, you're just going to have to figure it all out on your own. If people, And just like Nancy said, you know, I have cousins. And and I have people that broke the law and got put in jail time after time again. They got bailed out immediately. The parents always backed them up. It was never their fault. People have to let their children suffer the consequences of the decisions they make before they start making better decisions. Maybe you let them sit in jail for a while, and it won't keep escalating till they do the bigger one, the bigger one, the bigger one, the bigger one. They need to feel the consequences of the law fully and say, hey, you deserved it. You asked for it. You got it. Because if you keep bailing them out, the, the chances are they might get worse as they go along. Make sure you move up on so, the mic a little so bit more. So Proverbs okay.
3: actually speaks to this exactly. It's Proverbs nineteen nineteen. 19. Uh, Talking the, in a uh, mic. I'll, I'll do the um, the standard go. version. A man of great wrath will pay the penalty. For if you deliver him, you will only have to do it again. That's, I think that's exactly what we're talking about here. Is that that sometimes when you just bail someone out, they'll just keep it up and you, they, don't they don't learn, learn from it. And so I, I, this is not a new concept. <laughs> but it's
2: not just Some, that. I, I don't think it's just that bailing out our kids over and over again, whether it's in school, when they get in trouble with the teachers, mm-hmm. whether, regardless. there's a general lack of teaching people to respect authority. Respect authority. Period. I don't know if From that's. I, I respect one.
1: you. You don't have to shake your finger yeah, at me. See, I, don't,
3: I don't know if that's <laughs> quite the
2: thing. I think. I think it's a general. Oh, I know it's the thing. Well, it's not about the. Th- so you the don't authority. have kids. See, it's, not don't about, it's not about the authority. By the way, we've got to find it's... Paul a wife, sure. <laughs> so yes, we can yes, help yes, him yes, get. We, do. So we can help him have a better yes. understanding of yes. these things. Yes. When you don't have a wife and you haven't raised children, mm-hmm. you don't understand. But that's I can tell you, I see this stuff. I see parents not teaching their children to respect people in positions of authority, whether it's teachers. How about respecting their, their own parents? I mean, uh, and that, I when, my my and child, when my true. child moved from <laughs> private Christian school into public school, she went into shock mode for the first week, just watching how students in the fifth grade spoke to their teachers, the language they used. I mean, she mm-hmm. went from from a school where if you said the word crap in the hallway, you were suspended, to a school where you could use the F word at the teacher if you didn't wow. like what the teacher Call said.
1: Call MFers. Yes, wow. exactly.
2: so have been in classes we're, we're, I've
1: heard that. Before. Yeah, are you I'm serious? serious? Yes, yes, I'm serious. Oh, so. yes. boy. You wouldn't want to done that where I went to school. Yeah, you would have probably. No. <laughs> well, you're, <laughs> you're a woman old. <laughs> you you. well, wow. so, so the one who's going to respect authority. And the school does nothing in many wow, cases. That's crazy. She, hey, well, they got me really early on. Hey,
0: I'm a cop, and you will respect my authority. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: no. <laughs> and every police officer should wear that. that is, yeah. Wear that. And, and so, so, so part of <laughs> it though is that effect. it's not just about respecting authority; it's about doing what's right. Doing what's right. And well, so, that the, the thing is, authority. so well, uh, uh, it's it depends. And so, the, the 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 thing about authority is, government doesn't inherently have authority. Government has gave th- them authority to punish bad people. Government has authority to stop people from violating the rights of other people if 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 you're just walking down the street cops do not have the authority to arrest you or to or to to search you indiscriminately if they do mm-hmm. they are violating your rights they are criminals and so it's not about the authority per, per se it's it's about what's what's right and what's mm-hmm. and doing what's right and so sometimes you need to stand up for people who are being abused yes
2: but our teachers hands are tied just like police officers and that's a part of the problem is tied. that we have we've,
3: we've got uh, we've got socialism in education and and what do, how, do we, how do we how do we do socialism right so that teachers can have the thor- the authority they need you can't do it right because it's socialism and it doesn't work.
4: Police do do need to have the ability to think if something's going on or something doesn't look right to stop and check things out. Mm-hmm, I've sure. gone to my business at sure. two o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and be pulled over on my way home. I'm out at two o'clock in the morning. Right. I'm going down a back road, mm-hmm. and so they pull me over. You know, maybe there was someone speeding in the area. Maybe there was someone that drove through somebody's yard. They pull me over and they just say, "Mr. Hopper, what are you doing out?" And I tell them, and they check it out. They're polite, mm-hmm. and I go on about my way. I'm not a because I got pulled over, no matter what his color is, no matter what my color is. I know he has a job to do, and I want him to do his job to keep people
7: safe. Right. If he so long as he had
4: a reason to pull you over, I, th- I think it's
3: lawful. But let me, let me give you an example. So I'm a landlord. Occasionally, I've got rent houses that will get abandoned by tenants. For whatever reason, I can't get inside them because they're locked up. Maybe the ch- they changed the keys on me or whatever it is. And... Sometimes I break into my own houses. You know, that sure. looks kind of bad. You sure. crawl into a window or you're jimmying the lock or whatever it is. That looks kind of bad. If a police officer sees me doing that and, pulls and stops and says, hey, what are you doing here? Then guess what? I have given him probable cause that I'm breaking into the house. Mm-hmm. Sure. And so so I, obviously sense. I'm going to cooperate there. But if I'm just walking down the sidewalk or driving and minding my own business and the officer pulls me over without cause, then we're going to have a problem there because that is illegal. Well, and, and it's I a violation disagree with
4: of my rights. You. I disagree with
3: you. I want to hear
2: but from teachers. I I want, if you're a teacher out there listening, I'm... I want you to call us, because I think a lot of people don't realize. I mean, we're talking about how bad cops have it. Mm-hmm. Teachers are also underpaid, and the things they're asked to deal with today, it's not like the old days when I was in school where you know, a teacher could paddle you or whatever. I, when I was on the campaign trail, I had a teacher tell me, I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, but this is the honest-to-God truth. She was crying when she came up to me to talk to me about the state of affairs in, 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 a, in a public school that she was teaching in. She said... She 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 had a student who would sit in the back of her class, a male student, and he would masturbate the entire class period every day, and she was told to ignore it to not say anything about it, that that was just a tick he had, that's how he copes. And my question to her was, do the other parents of the other students know that this is going on, that the daughters, their daughters in that classroom are having to be subjected to this, and you're not allowed to say anything about it? And she said, no, because we're not allowed to say anything about it. But that is the kind of thing that's happening in our schools today, and what our teachers are being asked to do, and is still expected to conduct an educational process. It is unreal.
4: Wow. It's time to find a job, somewhere else. If you're working anywhere, and you don't have the authority to take care of what you are uh, told to do whatever mm-hmm. it is like if you're running a warehouse or if you're running a business if your boss does not give you authority to do what you need to do to do your job then you need to go find a job somewhere else and i'm sorry that we
3: don't back, we don't teachers back our teachers up i'm sorry we don't back our teachers up i mean to
2: to go to work in private christian schools just so they don't have to put up with they that they kind
3: don't of garbage put up with that exactly. of the, but we we've, we've set up socialist socialist public schools And you can't make them run appropriately
4: because it's just the the nature of the beast. Well, I tell you what, I've, I've been taken to the principal's office a few times, mm-hmm. and I put my hands on the desk, and I've got my, my rear end warmed up by by more than one principal. You and, are I mean, but uh, Yeah. What? What if what?
2: my, what if my, parents, my, what if my parents had gone to the principal and told the principal, you know, Jan forgets things sometimes, and it's just a behavioral issue. It's a tick, so just ignore it. I got a, I got a spanking, my one and only paddling ever in school spanking. in the sixth grade. Yes, well, I will good. never forget it, because I left my. <laughs> English workbook in my home room when wow. I went to English class, I got a spanking for that, wow. a paddling. Yeah, wow. but I never did it again. I... Did my parents go to the school and fuss at the teacher? No. no. My daddy just said, "Oh, of course no. I told them." No. I went home crying about it. My dad said, "Well, I bet you don't leave your English workbook <laughs> to
1: your if I, anymore." If I got a paddling <laughs> at school. And I got home. I got tell. another pattern. Another one exactly. That happened at home. I bet you got and a lot of. It was worse. Paddings. No, I did not. I got one. Yeah. But well, I'll the tell you this thing, story sometime. The well, sad thing <laughs>
4: is the parents
1: don't respect the
4: teachers, and the parents nope. don't respect right. school. Nope. When the parents don't respect but the teachers John, and what they're trying to do, what, how can you expect the children to do it? So it's it's a, a generational sad
2: state problem,
5: of boys and girls. One, yeah. one of I our Facebook listeners
2: says uh, she had to pull her severely disabled daughter out of school. She can't protect herself, and it was so bad she was terrified. Uh, one, one of our other listeners, Kenny Vu, said that we have to have five bathrooms now because you don't know if you're male or female in <laughs> school. He says nah. I didn't know there were I'll five break, different y'all.
1: designations we got a break. We'll be back with more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, the phone number, 501-823-0965. I'm still waiting to hear from somebody in California here on the Dave Ellswick Show. In the, the-, the thermostat. Oh, I'm sitting in the- We're back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Glad to have you here. We're hearing uh, that uh, O'Donnell, the alleged murderer of uh, State Senator Linda Collins Smith, pled not guilty today went back to jail no bond so that and she pled not guilty so that that's the latest that we have we're waiting on the uh, again the
2: um, I wonder if she pled not guilty K-A-I-T. to all three
1: charges. Well, we'll find out. So well, we're waiting for KAI to call well, Because us. I
2: was told before today, I called uh, her t- attorney at the Public Defender's Office, I guess several weeks ago, and was trying to find out, officially, had she been charged with all three crimes? Or was she just arrested in connection with those three crimes? Because uh, you can legally hold someone, which I, I thought, there was a, this was pretty shocking to me. I thought you can be arrested and that you can only be held for 72 hours, and if you aren't charged with a crime within 72 hours, that they have to release you. And so I was concerned that that she's been held for, what, 30 days, but the Public Defender's Office said, actually, in a case like this, they can hold you for 60 days in the state of Arkansas, not all states, but then in the state of Arkansas, they can hold you for 60 days uh, without charging you with a crime, which is... Robert
1: Steinbach, you're listening. Yeah,
2: because I I want (laughs) to know about this, because, listen... What if you were wrongfully charged and you have a job to go to and you have bills to pay and you can't go to work because you're sitting in jail while police are building their case? I'm not saying that that's what happened here. I'm saying that that's, now, that's now that I've found out about our judicial system in, in Arkansas, the prob- that's it. That's part of a- the problem with
3: a slow judicial system is that if you're wrongfully charged, it's like I, I've I've been sitting through court a time or two this year and I've seen people – that are sitting in court sitting in jail awaiting trial but and, it, but it, and some of it some of it was very very Petty stuff.
2: But what I'm saying is, even if you're not wrongfully charged, that's not what I'm saying here. What I'm saying is, I found out that in Arkansas, in a case like this, a right. murder case, you can be arrested in connection with and not charged with the crime, right. but held for sixty days. And then, if they find some extenuating circumstance, they can even hold you longer. longer without charging you, and oh. your whole life can be upheaved. And then, and then what if mm. they find out you're later? Yeah,
3: right. exactly. And, it's, and that's one of the things you don't, you can. Uh, there's even, I think, some provision for holding
2: witnesses. Right. But in this and, case, and a, if she's actually pled not guilty, that means she was charged. Have, but have, I do you want you to know, to was she something? charged with all three things? I, Originally, I they she, said was it, was abuse it, of a corpse, tampering murder. with evidence, and capital murder, wow. which is a death penalty case.
3: Wow. Yeah, that's a – I don't know, and so the, and I can I can understand some of that stuff as far as, but generally I, I think the government is very wrong in how slow they go with a lot of these cases. It, it just it just just. It it used to like yeah, yeah, people are
2: watching. One of my Facebook followers, uh, Donna Colleen, says that I want this trial on TV. They have got to have evidence. You know, people across America are watching this case. Yeah, it's just it's such a, a strange we case. We need to
1: court TV again. Well,
2: I'm going to go there. I'm going to cover it for you. I'm going to yeah, be there. Uh, but but yeah, and we're going to do video, not just audio. We're going to do. We, we'll probably be able to get video in the courtroom, but I'll be doing video lives uh, outside of the courtroom in between breaks, kind of updating everyone. But but it's not just that the case is bizarre because we're. Rebecca O'Donnell was a longtime friend and an employee of of Linda Senator Linda Collins, but also you know she campaigned for Linda. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I was I remember seeing Rebecca on the campaign trail carrying Linda signs and working for her. But it's also because of the way this case has been handled. You know, the whole gag order, the whole yeah, it's been weird it, from the beginning. The changing of judges uh, in the middle of the process. It's just, it's just been very odd. Well, when you
4: look at it, there's circumstances like her husband. Was a judge. Her
2: ex husband. -husband. They were
4: divorced. Right. Her ex husband was was a judge. He was a disbarred
2: judge who got in trouble.
4: Who was disbarred. Exactly Mm -hmm. right. Disbarred and got in trouble. And then her being in her position and being a senator for so long, and you make enemies as far as that goes. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. If this lady did it or not, but oftentimes there's other circumstances and other things involved that led up to it, even if she did do it. So I just, uh, I just hope all the truth comes out.
2: Me too. And I will say this though, even if Rebecca O'Donnell is guilty, I do not believe that she acted alone, That's because what I'm the body was exactly. moved from the house to outside.
4: That's exactly right. And the motives could have been deeper than just some kind of feud.
1: Well, over I'm just telling you, no. it was like personal that. because it was a knife that was used. And when knives are used, it's personal. Why
2: Why was the first word out, though, that it was a shooting?
1: I have no idea. There's yeah. a lot of things happen. Things start right. and people grasp hold of it and they think that it was the truth and it wasn't. What have I always said, Paul? You've been around me enough. I've had stories brought to me. He's been sitting there. Well, right. And I look at him, I go, give me, to, evidence. give me the evidence. I remember back back when
3: the Stanley case came out, it, it sounded pretty rough. And that's a perfect and, and, one an example And we didn't jump on it right away. But I, I can remember telling one of the senators there at the House of, and there at, on the Senate end, the, there in the legislative session, it's like, I'm angry, but and I, I want to strangle somebody over the situation, but I don't know who to strangle because mm-hmm. it, the, the situation sounded we pretty bad. We didn't know what was true. Right. We didn't, we didn't know say. the truth. But Gotta it looks to me like someone is. needs to be strangled, and we don't know who it is yet. And it's, you know what I hate? And it's just – it's a problem. We, we,
2: we, we have – we in America have somehow forgotten about the Fifth Amendment due process. You are innocent until proven guilty.
1: Keep your thought. We'll come back. We'll pick it up with you, Jan, here on the Dave Ellswick Show. News is next. All right, back with you. Don't forget about PI Roofing Home Solutions. They uh, do a great job on your roof. Best roofing company I know of here in central Arkansas. Done my roof. Done like, uh, you know, the cinema, VIP Cinema and Cabot. Done uh, other businesses, other friends of mine, other people who have listened to this show. And I've never heard a bad word about them. They do it. They do it well. They're the professionals that you want to use. And on top of that, if that leak they got into your house has done uh, damage, they will repair all those home problems for you with uh, PI roofing. On top of that now, they'll clean out your gutters and they have new guttering they can put on your house that looks like crown motor uh, molding. Uh, look On PIRoofing.com for more information, just go to PIRoofing.com. All right. Robert Steinbach is with us. Oh, good. Let's get Robert here. Hi, Robert. How you doing, brother?
9: Good. I heard you guys calling my name out (laughs) over the air. Yes,
1: I was was using your name in vain. I hope you don't mind that at all. For our uh, viewers all over the United States right now, this is Robert Steinbach. He's a legal professor, a conservative legal professor at the Bowen School of Law here in Little Rock and uh, let me just mention that he's ra- a pretty rare bird. But. Yeah, his uh, his opinions are his and his alone not necessarily those of the Bowen School of Law or UALR. I got to say that all the time. <laughs> all right, go ahead. We were we we're just wondering first of all your thought about this whole Linda Collins Smith uh, trial now.
9: Yeah, the part that I heard you all discussing uh, and invoking my name regarded uh, how long she could be held and the comments from the uh, Public Defender's Office. And the Public Defender's Office does that. They, they say exactly what Jan has said, to be clear. Uh, so she reported that 100% accurately. But the public, or at least public defenders, I've heard public defenders' offices say that many times before. It's a little bit more complicated uh, than they describe. Uh, Under the federal constitution, uh, someone who's arrested needs to be arraigned within 72 hours. That means they need to be, a probable cause hearing needs to be held to see whether the charges against them, there's sufficient evidence to hold the person further. So that, in essence, is a charge now what has to happen only as late as 60 days later is the formal write-up of those charges in what's known as an information you could also have an indictment from a grand jury but so the the when the uh, public defender's office says well nobody needs to be charged for 60 days that's perhaps technically correct but practically incorrect so th- because that initial arraignment within 72 hours, as Jan aptly referenced, uh, is a charge. Uh, and at that point, they determined bail. And in Arkansas, and this is where my knowledge gets a little fuzzier, in Arkansas, generally you have to be given bail unless it's a capital crime. But I don't know the details of Arkansas uh, bail, uh, um, the bail statute and the bail, uh, in fact, uh, in interpretations by the courts but and I don't know if they're charging her with a capital crime or not meaning yes they a are murder it is okay uh, because you know a murder uh, a capital crime has to be a murder but a murder doesn't have to be a capital crime uh, so um, that's the kind of
2: uh, is Arkansas different audience. from other states? Regarding how, how, how long they can hold someone, because it seems like that's just it, that seems so unconstitutional. You, if you have a job that you're supposed to go to, if you have bills to pay, you can't, and you're just sitting in jail if you've not been formally charged. She did have a probable cause hearing, but we don't know what came out in that hearing because it was all under gag order, under sealed. Uh, but then they turned around and oh. had the indictment, which has been a, a month later. I mean, in the meantime, for the, for an entire month, she's been sitting in jail. No one knows anything other than. They've changed judges in midstream, uh, and no one knows exactly why that happened either. All that's been hush hush, and so in the meantime, this woman is sitting in jail, and and uh, you know, it, I was trying to find yeah, out from the public defender's office if had she been formally charged with all three offenses, and at that time, he did not even know.
9: Yeah, that's that's disturbing. I I, I do think that that initial arraignment constitutes. The, the charge required under the U.S. Constitution. Uh, and then thereafter, the 60 days from a constitutional standpoint is a much lesser right, concern so, so... because you've, you've been essentially uh, charged. Uh, the, but I agree with you regarding the other part, and we've talked about this many times, Dave and I have on this show, the, this whole gag order uh, is really problematic courts are supposed to be open in public. Uh, they, are, they are somewhat subject to the Freedom of Information Act. The gag order was issued before there was even an arrest. There were so many odd behaviors in the initial phases of this case going on up there in, what is it, Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. that it really is disturbing. I think, frankly, they
2: should change the venue. I said that. that from the beginning. Change the venue, change the prosecutor, change the judge, because Senator Collins' ex-husband was a judge there. He was a, a judge yeah. that came under fire for all kinds of, of wrongdoing and was disbarred. And, and and because of the connection between judges and the people he knew, it just it, the appearance of an impropriety was is, is so evident there that you would think from the very outset that everything would have been moved and including the FBI brought in to investigate, uh, you know, so that you have an outside agency because of the nature of the crime and because she was a state senator.
9: Yeah, well, uh, I, I certainly agree, as I said, indeed, that I think it should be moved. And, and I don't necessarily disagree with the FBI. I don't know enough about that, frankly, to, to opine. But, yes, it's important that she was a state senator, Uh, The husband uh, 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 was the judge up there. So there's just, in my mind, as you suggest, too much going on uh, not to move it. But it hasn't happened. And that's one of the problems, right, is that at least at the initial phase, the person making that decision is – Is uh, within the fishbowl Uh, so it's it's often hard to bring like a writ of mandamus that is go to a higher court and say that the lower court really needs to do this it's not an appeal because the case isn't over yet Uh, and those are challenging they can be done and I don't know the details of how they operate uh, but I I, there have been a number of behaviors in this case I think you referred to one when I was listening on the radio Jan uh, where it was um, uh, oh, the, well, the judge recused himself, but only after he issued the gag order.
2: Uh, yeah. I no. Know. Well, this judge, the the judge who was overseeing the case, didn't recuse himself. He was recused by a a, a state supreme court <laughs> judge, Ch- it was which,
4: Chief Justice right? John yeah, Dean Chief
2: Justice. Yeah. He, <laughs> John he didn't. Dean he Camp. didn't. He didn't just on his own recuse himself. He was uh, recused. That's the way it was worded uh, in the newspaper. Yeah. So, so,
3: Robert, let me just kind of go back to the probable yeah. cause here, and just maybe help help us understand yeah. that a little better. So, in a probable cause hearing, it might be, there might be a witness that says, yes, so and so shot Bob, whatever it is. And and so there's your probable cause. You have a solid witness that says, yes, I indeed saw this uh, Sam shoot Bob. And so there's your probable cause. Now, then, and then over the next 30 or 60 days, they might just try to determine which um, code to charge him with, whether it's capital murder or maybe some sort of manslaughter or something of that nature. Is that kind of what we're looking at?
9: I think that's a fair characterization. That is, you're told you're being charged with murder, robbery. I'm just making these up, obviously. Right. Uh, uh, and uh, the formal uh, charges are coming later. Uh, but this is what you are alleged to have done. And the prosecution has to put on some level of evidence to the judge. And I don't know if it needs to be direct or can be recounted by the police officers, like in a grand jury. Uh, but in any event, put, put on some claim of evidence that there is a, a basis to hold this person for this crime.
2: Can I ask you something else? I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. Yeah. So there is a gag order in place, and yet the affidavit was released. According to the Arkansas Times, Max mm-hmm. Brantley said that the prosecuting attorney gave him a copy of that affidavit. And, he pu- and they published it on the Arkansas Times. And then they got in trouble, and they quickly yanked it down. And, the and then the prosecutor came out and said, not me. He came out in a formal written statement saying, I didn't release this. So shouldn't there be some sort of investigation into who violated that gag order? When you've got a prosecutor and, 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 a, and a media outlet saying two totally different things, somebody released that affidavit.
9: Well, and in fact, the court can could hold a hearing and hold a contempt hearing and bring in all the potential parties and try to figure out who did it. And then the court can hold someone in contempt, even though, as we've discussed, I think that gag order is nonsense. But that notwithstanding, the court can certainly enforce it unless it's entirely unenforceable, which I'm not suggesting it is. I think it's just bad law. I don't think there's a basis for putting in place that gag order.
2: Mm -hmm. You know, the people of Arkansas don't like it. People in America Watching this story unfold, don't like it because it it reeks of conspiracy, it reeks of cover up, and the people want a, a fair trial. They want to know. Uh, If the person has been arrested as the right person and they want, uh, you know, a a, a sense of openness and transparency in their government and in their judicial system. And I understand that police have to withhold some things. I, I, I was married to a cop for 27 years. I understand that. They don't they're not, you know, but police can withhold what they want to withhold and they can release what they want to release without jeopardizing the integrity of the case or potentially tainting a jury pool.
1: All right, Robert, we thank you for the time. We appreciate you calling in. We just had, we need to get that question answered.
2: Thank you, Robert.
1: You right. Take care, guys. We'll Bye-bye. talk to you. All right. Robert Steinbach giving us uh, this is the reason Robert has become such an integral part of my show. So many things that are going on now in America deals with legalities, and he can cut through the BS. Hey, don't forget about Dwayne Smith's insurance agency. They're looking for you to call 501 819 0373 sit down with them with your insurance for your home, for your car, for your life, and whatever else you've got insured, and uh, give them a chance to beat the price of your insurance and give you even better coverage. They'll set up an appointment for you. You bring your insurance in. They got their insurance. They're going to sit down with you. They're going to look at it. They're going to dice it. They're going to slice it. They're going to do everything they can do with their Ginsu knife, and then figure out a way to save you some money at thirty nine twenty East Keel Avenue in Sherwood. that is Dwayne Smith Insurance Agency. a okay, keep on going. We don't have somebody over in the studio right now, just so you guys know. okay uh, we were supposed to go into a break, but he stepped out i I'm going to assume.
4: You know,
2: Our you producer know, left us. <laughs> yeah. you know, Our engineer left us. Jan yeah. said
4: something earlier that that kind of intrigued me. When you're talking about small town politics, and when you're mm-hmm. talking about a judge and right. and judges stepping down, and everything else, and law enforcement being able to keep some circum some evidence and release other evidence, mm-hmm. whenever. You're in a small community or in a county. The judges get to know the law enforcement in that area very well, and they develop very good relationships with the prosecutors and so everything it's, it's else. It's a conflict of interest it, it for them to rarely, even hear cases. Yeah, everybody gets to be real tight, and a lot of times they take care of each other and uh, and watch each other's backs in a lot of circumstances. So uh, when you've got a an ex-husband that had to step down because he was doing some things that he uh, in his clearly, own divorce, yeah, in his own divorce, he was tampering with evidence that pertained to himself. It's what, and he it's what admitted I understand. And he, yeah, he, he snuck
2: into the courthouse. He went into the courthouse and actually, this is this is all public record, by the way, and it's in writing uh, that he signed. But he went into the courthouse and got on the computer and actually. Changed some words in some of the documents, and, <laughs> like, and dates. Divorce, which is, and dates oh, and, yeah, wow. so I mean, wow. but uh, but he's supposedly moving well, to Panama. And the judge, so.
1: and the judge that took his place. Oh, well, he is. With, he's too bad Noriega's not still
2: around. Yeah,
0: the judge <laughs> that,
1: that took his
4: place, which he would have had a good relationship with, was the one that was overseeing the murder wow. of his wife. So John Den Kemp, I think, did the right thing by yes, changing the du- changing the judge. I don't know if this judge is from this area or if he has relationships with all the people that's involved a, in this they case. They brought
2: a judge out of retirement for this. They brought
4: a judge out of retirement. So that's what I've oh. read But I believe that, that our uh, uh, chief justice did an, an excellent job by getting someone that is – Somewhat removed mm-hmm. from the local small town politics that's, that's going that's going and on I there. Think that's a big problem. But, but that's a big problem everywhere. If you grew up in a small town, I've seen cases to where you know their buddies that would drag drag the cases out so long that everybody would just drop the charges because Mm -hmm. they would keep putting off the court day Mm -hmm. cases and and taking care of of their buddies. And and I think we've seen uh, some
3: of this with some of the gun charges, too, that we've seen around the state. But I think you're right about the problem with these local judges and prosecutors and police officers is that there's a conflict of interest. When when we've got – I was talking to a prosecutor a while back. that was – actually, the the person was running for prosecutor. This was before, before, I believe. And – so there's a problem sometimes with police officers; they will violate people's rights and search them illegally. And so my question was, well, if if the evidence gets thrown out because of this, will you prosecute the officer? And the prosecutor wasn't willing to commit to that. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's a conflict of interest because you've got these these officers and the prosecutors that are friends essentially, and it's it's and I'm judges sorry. And, and judges I'm afraid as well. So we need a system. We need to fix the system. So, 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 well, the, so you, you make, have to
4: carry make, it out. There the, has to be something in place to worry if right. it's
1: whatever, within this part, whatever party. made
2: you yeah, I can't, come up I, I, with that
3: heaven—that shocking fix revelation. Or, How I
2: found it. But the, the thing
8: profound. is, though,
3: that, that, that I think part of the problem is we, we, we need we, we need the ability as, as individuals to be able to bring charges against government officials and not simply mm-hmm. wait on government officials to do their own charging because it's the, it's like at, at the end of the day it's the foxes guarding the other foxes mm-hmm. while they're serving. While they're circling the in-house. Sarah
2: Mitchell on Facebook says, "This is why you need a strong journalist on this story." I, I think we have some strong journalists around. The problem is, is if there's a gag order, there's a gag order. You can't. I mean, yeah. what do you do? Can't, you get, get, around you can't, can't no. get around it. Can't get around it. All
1: right, one of the- no break. Got a break right now here on the Dave Ellsworth Show. We got some uh, local stories still to get to, but this is a story we'll be talking about as well tonight. The debates continue for the Democrats. And uh, Stephen Green says, as the Democratic contenders warm up for the second round of debates, the other candidates' knives are out for Joe Biden, with the mainstream media helping keep those edges sharp. This morning, New York Times published a hit piece by Katie Gullick and Jonathan Martin, headlined, Why Joe Biden's Age Worries Some Democratic Allies and Voters. Reporting month old news, that's uh, how you know it's a hit piece. On Biden's previous debate performance, the authors, quote, revealed significant unease, unquote, about Biden's ability to carry the torch against President Donald Trump next year. So they got the knives out for the old man, it looks like. It's going to be funny to watch tonight, i got to tell you. It'll be interesting. The thing is, so he's good he's, for us. he might be the most
3: conservative Democrat on the stand. And maybe the most... No, he's not. You listen, don't think he's the most conservative?
1: No, he is the most probably the most polished politician mm-hmm. of all the Democrats on the stage. The man doesn't have a conservative, he doesn't have a really uh, an original thought Did in he his ever have brain. a real job? No. Did he yes. ever have a real
4: job? Or has he been? Work, has he been in public office all of his people, life? People, some people say,
3: "Well, that's that they're serving humanity to be in public office." Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> if, if you've been living off the somebody's humanity, yeah. yeah. What going they to be would be a say today you, you, on, on national
2: ownership. TV before I left the house to come here is that any Democrat who embraces socialism is going to lose this election. On that issue alone. <laughs> Their platform embraces socialism. I know, but they, they're going to the try Democratic. to distance themselves from it, not in the primary, but in the general. Because the polls have shown socialism is not being embraced by a majority of the American people. They're yes. beginning to see name. that, you know, Venezuela was a perfect example that being in a socialist country is not good for the people. I w- I wish-
1: Over 53% of Americans. Do not like it, but fifty three percent of Democrats do. Wow, well, there you and go. And that's the thing
3: is that so many Americans do like socialism, but they just like it by a different name. And well, and and they're catching the the numbers are catching up. And that's it sad. depends
4: on what your definition of socialism is. Right, well, it's whether they like it or not. But mm-hmm. there is one. There's one candidate that I that I believe has been in the real world for He's their dead. group. He's dead He's dead in the water. And, Forget about him, uh But <laughs> hey, I don't want him to come up with anybody that's any good. I don't want him to don't find have somebody. they do not that's don't have anybody. He doesn't so, have a chance. Well, that's good. I don't. I don't. I just want can't any wait until to
2: the big debate, debate between President Trump and whoever the Democrats put up there. So. I mean, that's going to be so much fun watching that annihilation. It's just. It's just okay. going to be.
1: I'm going <laughs> to let Jan read this. We're going to talk about this in the next hour. That headline.
2: Okay, study. Green New Deal would cost some states. Uh oh. It went away. Your fingers
1: jillions of dollars was, i remember
2: yeah. when you said it was was it quadrillions? quadrillions i didn't even know there was one. such a thing yeah one a quadrillion, quadrillion that's more than the, the highest that's, trillion that's right?
1: over a trillion dollars that's, yeah. a, that's a, trillion, trillion over a trillion trillion dollars i think or something like that i don't have that much in savings you don't <laughs> <laughs> <Last> <laughs> that's not time what i, I heard, heard. Last that's, I that's not i heard i didn't have that as well <laughs> <laughs> regions would really get upset with me if i tried to write a check on that anyway we're going to come back after the news that's coming up if you're watching we're going to give you that information. we got a lot of other information. we got a local politician here uh, down around Hot Springs by the name of uh, State Representative Mickey Gates. He had a run-in with the uh, tax people here in the state. We'll talk about what's happened with that. And uh, what else did I have here? I had something else here that I wanted to talk about. We, we're, going, we're still waiting to hear from the KAIT uh, reporter on the Linda Collins-Smith uh, uh, trial. Case. That's uh, getting ready to begin. So once we get back from all of that, we will talk about it here on the Dave Ellswick Show. But first, catch up what's going on the uh, on in the world. Apple made their projections a little bit over, so Wall Street's happy. <laughs> That's good for my 401K. Thank you very much. All right. Four o'clock. Are you <laughs> saying you drink unsweetened tea? I do. Well, I do. But I put baked sweetener on So it is. Yeah. So, well.
3: It is still sweet, so so not. i would I would probably drink my tea when I drink tea, I'd probably drink it kind
1: of half and half half I, half.
3: I, I don't necessarily like the syrup style
1: i got pretty, I got friends that they like this raspberry sweet tea, oh. and they want it half half
2: but you know if you if you wa- I watched a documentary about sugar, and if you ever watched that documentary about exactly what sugar is, I think you probably would not be consuming it. Just saying.
3: Regular sugar or the, or the um, sugar, high fructose Sugar, the, real thing. No. the I, real thing. I'm not real big on sweets. You
2: know, the fake stuff the, is not good for you either. It's like nothing's just, good for you. If we don't eat or drink anything that's not good for us anymore, just, we would starve uh, to death. Yes, we diet I think
5: part <laughs> of the problem is, is, is,
3: is, is moderation on some of these things. And it, I mean, <laughs> you, know, you, drink, you, you drink sweet tea a couple times a week. is probably not that big a deal. If you drink four glasses a day, you hey, know. Hey, but I can
2: consume one thing right now. Two things. I, I grew my own jalapeno peppers. Cool. I, with no pesticides, no thing. Nice. I, yeah, grew my own. Nice. so I've got plenty of jalapenos. Like I, I'm growing some cantaloupes, okay, and, cool. and I have six chair. watermelons right now. Nice. So That's I, right. She yeah. did
1: not bring any to share, Russ. You exactly but I right. I will
2: bring one, you know, and I have one pumpkin. One.
1: So are, are you
3: going to stuff those jalapenos and bring them? Wrap them in bacon. You
2: know that you t- Oh, that sounds amazing. Put cream yeah. cheese on them and wrap them in bacon. You cream take a perfectly healthy in them, food and turn around and add all the cheese and then all the bacon frown. and turn it into something okay. Deep frown. It's oh, better. That's better. <laughs> oh, it's, 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 it's
5: healthy. Hey, I want to tell you this. <laughs> <I guess> that,
2: <laughs> then it becomes healthy and good for the soul. <laughs> I did learn something the other day. I pulled some jalapeno peppers off of the plants uh-huh. and then while I was outside I still had some other things to do. So I put them on the hood of my car uh-huh. and so them I out. could do no we had no water, so to know what I could do other things. The paint. I forgot about them and they literally cooked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They cook. Oh, I, I high, could have high, fried huh? an egg. It was that oh, yeah. hot. Yeah. Put, put you a thermometer. Especially, it's like putting them on a grill.
3: Especially if you put them on the inside of your dash, right, with a windshield and the windshield, and if it's facing the sun, that, that thing will get probably 140 degrees. Yeah, yeah, put, mm-hmm. put
4: some biscuits, a can of biscuits in there. That'll work. <laughs>
3: <too>. So
2: if, <laughs> I bring, if I bring my jalapeno peppers next show, I want to know if any of you are man enough to eat one without Drinking any water,
4: russia Yes, ma'am. I am. Yeah.
2: No matter how hot, russia. no matter how hot, okay, is the Russ. only man I know who. I, eaten, right. uh, ghost Jan, I have eaten habaneros RD? before. I eat okay, jalapenos.
4: Alban. I ate jalapenos all the time, a but fresh I, one. I, I have. Yeah. I but, is there any other kind?
2: Put hair but, on your chest, Dave. But, but, I don't hey, see any hairs coming out. But of I have <laughs> on my stomach. Hey, Jan,
5: I will admit to the fact that I grew fell down. and took a bite out of one of my own ghost peppers. Oh. You had some ghost
1: peppers? He, he didn't come back to work for I 3 days. I took a bite.
5: That's all bite. <laughs> it
1: needed. Uh, he got mm. lit up.
2: Okay, I'm going to bring some. We're going to have Isn't a challenge that right, Rob? next I prefer week. A you got, got a a lit a challenge.
4: up. I prefer a ham sandwich. We'll see who the toughest guy on the set is. And Here's
1: what take I about I want to go to the Is other it one. the toughest if or stupidest? It's, <laughs> If it's a, if it's not the <laughs> same thing. i I go by the old Southern Southern adage if it ain't fried, don't eat it. Now, if you <laughs> want to cut it up and batter it and fry it, I'll eat them. I eat that takes it. All the heat squash, paprika, yeah. oh, right. potatoes. Mm-hmm. No, what takes out the heat is when you dip it in ranch dressing. Well, is that right? Yeah. Because what you need is that, you know, the stuff in the oh, in, in. No, no, no. You need what's in the ranch dressing I'm, or what's I'm, in I'm milk not a, I'm not a fan to kill the burn. I'm milk. not a fan of ranch. But. I
4: need a glass of sweet tea a an
1: sandwich, American. and a I know. bowl of
3: What When I, I go eat a salad, Dave, <laughs> I don't put dressing of any kind on it. I just eat the stuff.
2: Can you tell we're hungry? <laughs> I'm sorry. We am not we got hungry off the subject. at all. I'm we are going to talk food. about this quadrillions of dollars oh, that the Green New Deal is going to cost.
1: By nearly every estimate, people are saying that the Green New Deal environmental plan pushed by Democratic Socialists Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, would carry a hefty price tag. One study said $51 trillion, Another said $93 trillion. But that's now chump change. A new study has come out saying, for instance, the state of Pennsylvania would need to spend $2 quadrillion to upgrade residential, commercial, and industrial buildings as mandated in the Green New Deal. Florida would need to pony up $1.4 quadrillion, according to the study. It was released by the Competitive Enterprise Institute. Quote, The Green New Deal is a radical bull, uh, blueprint to decarbonize the American economy by refashioning how we grow food, move people and goods, source and distribute electricity, and build the structures where we live, work, and play. Our analysis shows that if implemented, the Green New Deal would cost for American households at least tens of thousands of dollars annually on a permanent basis. For instance, they say the massive price tags, $352.8 trillion. New Mexico, $533.4 trillion for Alaska. New Hampshire, $102.8 trillion. Uh, a quadrillion, for everybody wondering what it is, is equal to $1,000 or a one followed by 15-0. Th- that's
4: socialism, isn't it? You take money away from productive taxpayers and and do something that's unprofitable. Well, which, and there's it? not enough money in the, feeling, in the world to, to pay for that, I'm afraid. I just,
2: they can I just just print love money, this I guess. information. I love it because Ocasio-Cortez has become the face of... Of the Democrat yes, she Party, has. and that is wonderful, wonderful. news for the Republican that. Party. Been- it makes me so happy. Just keep up the great work. So let so me give them some more Cortez. rope
3: and let, and let them hang themselves.
2: And, and at the end of the
3: day, if people truly are believers in this kind of stuff, so we, we've got we've got two different ideologies going on, or I don't know if they are qualify as ideologies, but we've got the socialism crowd, mm-hmm. and they're embracing this global warming. Um, pseudoscience i think is probably mm-hmm. the the best way to put it it's it's this that's uh,
1: this, a nice word for but,
3: well, it. he made what, that word up right and so no no that's
1: a real
2: but, he's a real but, proud of it
1: he's been the, practicing it all night so he can yes throw he it out and so, today. and so and
3: so this this thing has come up we've got i think a lot of it's coming from universities where we've got people that are institutionalized but they're in the wrong kind of institution and they're teaching kids Mm-hmm. They're, they're taking kids who are, are, you know, kids are supposed to be ignorant. That's how, that's how they are by the time they're eight, 19, 20 years old. A lot of them are not terribly smart. So you put them in college where professional indoctrinators come along and they they teach them to think stuff that is just
2: garbage.
10: Well, See, you know, I know and and, money and is important. And this and is they a they really important
2: issue. But can we get back to what's really important? Jalapeno peppers. Dennis Vine <laughs> says on Facebook. Go. He says, chill, chili. Yep. He says, I dehydrate fresh jalapenos, dehydrate them, freeze them, and then crush them up for chili. Hmm. That's
4: Very a good idea. Good. I tell you excellent. what, talking about this Green New Deal, things just like this happen in the state of Arkansas all the time. People talk about the Green New Deal. We're doing it all the time. Let's look at our tire bill for the state of Arkansas. Okay, tires are bad. They Tires do absolutely nothing in our landfill. They are just fine in the landfill, and they're about – Two or three percent of what we're putting in landfill. But somebody goes to a conference. Yeah. Somebody goes to a conference somewhere and they want to get a, a new plaque to put on their wall the next time they go to a conference. So they come to Arkansas and say, we're going to tax the, the, people of arkansas that buy tires and charge them you know $2 every time a tire is put on a car and $1 every time a tire is taken off we're going to start a new government program we're going to hire six of my buddies for $90,000 a year to run this new program and by the way it's going to be 31 pages long and there's all everybody's got it, certifications to drive a truck they got to be certifications to operate the database system they need a sticker and, on and, your and, truck and, and and, and at the end if of the day, you don't have yeah. a computer, you can't have a tire store. And at the end of the day, it's costing us it's, tons of money it, and it accomplishes nothing.
3: It's dysfunctional. Right. So so you've got a business where you deal with tires. You, you've got a, a, a rather efficient system that I can tell. What does it cost you to process your tires? Do you know? Couple of bucks, maybe a dollar piece, maybe, fifty cents. Nah, piece, I don't maybe. know, seventy five cents of tires. I right. cut them up into quarters. Right, and so so the government can take the same process or, or take take the same issue that you're dealing with, and they can maybe make it cost about ten bucks, and it
1: still won't well, work. Without right? a doubt. All right, let's go talk to Kenny here in North Little Rock. Kenny, what's up?
10: Hey Dave, what's uh, up? How's it going? Great to see y'all there with Jan and Paul and, uh, and RD. Yeah. Um. Well, y'all have got been talking about a lot. I. I I thought of a theme for tonight's Democrat debate. Uh, I believe it's uh, "Make America Baltimore Invested."
1: Yeah, that's good. That's good. So, so,
10: Kenny,
3: did you did you find did you figure out if there's going to be a watch party somewhere in Little Rock where we can go hang well, out and watch the well, um, the
10: Democrat Party is going to at some place called Brewski's, but I don't know if I want to hang out with them or not because I was going to probably live stream and make some comments that they probably wouldn't agree with. But if y'all are hungry, I don't know if there's a, a local bar here in Central Arkansas we could watch it at. Uh, it starts at 7, uh, for those who kind of want to entertain. Either way, whether I watch it at home or, or with somewhere else, I'm going to drink Yingling beer because they're supporters of Trump. Uh, so I may play, I do a drinking game with that. Uh, you, somebody mentioned the, the talk about the Green New Deal. One of the things we've had here in Arkansas about that's called Ellen power It was originally done under BB. They were given $14 million in tax credits and incentives to start up their company. And so... Uh, and then when you see these uh, stupid pet projects, usually they have, uh, they're, they're a lot more expensive than they're, they're supposed to be. Like the Benton County Courthouse, the Libertarian Party there was able to uh, give a presentation to show that a lot less expensive than the tax increase they wanted for that. Uh, that's usually the reason why, is they, they want to have a bunch of going green, carbon-neutral crap or leeds compliance stuff to make it more uh, environmentally friendly. So we Which have been doing the- part of the Green New Deal down here.
3: In the long run, I, I then, uh, bet you we could probably do some research and discover that it, it's not environmentally friendly. They're 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 not expe- they're not they're co- not cost effective. I was I think I was so- seeing a, an article recently where some place had 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 installed a bunch of um, a system for fully electric cars, and they finally did, did an, en- an energy auditor of, of some sort, and they dis- discovered that well, you know what these electric cars are actually not as uh, they put out more carbon or carbon dioxide, I guess, than the than the diesel cars or the gasoline cars, I think. And so it's, yeah,
10: these... it's a scam. Yeah, same thing with ethanol. It takes over a gallon of gasoline to make that. Uh, <laughs> there's actually a tax increases coming up August 13th, where there are going to be more stupid pet projects. Uh, Poignonset County tried to do a jail ta- a tax a sales tax for their jail in November 2018. The people voted it down. So they're trying to schedule the same thing again on in the time they think that people won't show up. And then Star County and Highland School District, also on August 13th, they're trying to do a 4.0 millage tax increase for a creative arts center. And, of oh, course, wow. they don't care about the carbon footprint of that. They just want another – it's another stupid pet project uh, that big government wants here. I keep telling people to, to drain their local swamp. You know, they, they, everybody talks about AOC and the squad. Frank Scott Jr. is just as liberal as uh, Antonio Cortez uh, – and, you know, he's just as anti-cop, higher-tax, pro-illegal immigration as, as Nancy Pelosi or any of the leftists. But he just kind of – people, for some reason, haven't quite woken up at that, that. I mean, this state's going to vote for Trump probably in double digits and same with Tom Cotton, but they need to focus on cities. You know, the local politicians here. Yeah,
3: the cities are cesspools and, in so exactly, many cases, exactly. I think. That they're just they're just the county awful. county
10: governments are, too.
3: Well, I think part of the problem is that so people who like liberty have a tendency to not want to be involved in government. So you know, I don't want to be involved in Jan Morgan's life, in the, from the standpoint of trying to rule the way she lives her life, I don't want to be. I don't want to rule Dave's life. I don't want to re- rule RD's life. I want us to be liber- I want us to have freedom. But so that kind of makes me tend to not want to 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 run for office. Well, On the we- other hand, when when a Democrat or socialist looks at R.D. Hopper or Jan Morgan or but Dave. That's because you have
2: a misguided and, perception of what it is to be in office because and, and, and you're, not, you're not running to rule over and, and that's, people. That's, you're a public servant. Right, you're running to serve
3: but, but the thing is, though, that when, when, a, when a socialist looks at R.D. Hopper or Jan Morgan or myself, they say, you know what? We need to control these people, and therefore the best way for me to control these people is to run for office.
2: Yeah, the wrong attitude is we know better than you what is uh, in your best interest. And, and that's interest. So, and so, exactly, so pervasive.
1: Exactly. All right. Kenny, i got to let you go. I'm up against a break, brother. Thanks, Thanks. Thanks, Thanks for, for calling. All right, in. we'll talk to you later. Appreciate you calling in. Check in at any time. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. Paul's here, Jan's here, Rds here. I'm here. We'll be back right after this. All right, back with you again uh, tonight. Don't forget if you want to hurt yourself, um, turn on the debate with the Democrats. What time does it start? Um, it's seven. I'm it seven seven o'clock? seven o'clock, something like that. I don't think my gr- I have a crime watch meeting tonight. I, hey, Rush, are they I doing are they doing it all tonight? tonight. Are they doing them all tonight, or are they are they going to do? Uh, There's two Warren nights tonight? of it. And then two not, nights, yeah. Because night, because
2: yeah. uh, they still got
1: too many people. Yeah, Biden's
2: not in it tonight. Tonight it's supposed to be a showdown between Elizabeth Warren and uh, what's it, Bernie? Yeah. Bernie okay. Sanders. And then tomorrow
1: they, night's between Harris they're, and they're Biden. They're the leaders, again. so
2: everybody's supposed to be attacking them tonight. Yeah. That's the way. And they're supposed to attack each other. But I've heard they're going to attack Biden.
1: Because yeah. The long knives are out for Biden tonight. Let's mm-hmm. see. The a drinking game has got to be in this somewhere. I'm just saying. Well,
4: we have the Lone Oak County Sheriff coming to the 16, 16th Section Crime Watch mm-hmm. meeting tonight. So uh, she we'll be talk supporting about. about uh, they've they've got a program to where they're helping uh helping elderly people and delivering fans to people and they're Mm -hmm. checking on people and asking for people if they know some that's important
1: during this hot weather uh,
4: in this hot weather if someone needs assistance so that's something that a community organization like a crime watch can get together and ask if they know of people that need help so the sheriff's good about coming and supporting us and uh, we give money to the uh, sheriff's canine we've given money for the canine unit to help them take care of their canine dogs and they bring their canines out and do a demonstration for occasionally on how they look for drugs and stuff. So it's just a way for the community to support the sheriff's department and the sheriff's department to uh, give us information about what they're working on.
2: You know, speaking of drugs, I was talking to a police officer uh, a couple of days ago, and he was talking about how in their agency uh, in Hot Springs now – When they get out to handle or deal with a potential overdose case or drug-related case, they have to put on these special gloves... Because of the fentanyl Com- issue yeah, in Arkansas, right they k- will kill. Yeah, we will kill it right, an op- and they will get. They will get reprimanded. They'll actually get punished by the law enforcement agency if they don't gloves. put those on right. as a precautionary well, measure. You know,
3: I, somebody, Isn't that sad? But it's well, come to that point where well, you fent- can't even. Fent- fent- fentanyl is very powerful. So yes, it is. Back, back when my, my father was still alive, he was suffering from cancer and he, he was his pain was really bad. And so I mm-hmm. was actually helping administer fentanyl.
2: Oh, that's what's wrong with you. Well,
3: <laughs> and we did where he loves.
2: And he did so wear gloves. we did
3: wear gloves and so it, he, mm-hmm. he he had patches mm-hmm. but he had the fenyl I mean, the the powerful stuff it's it's really and um and so we did wear gloves with that but but it's, it's a powerful yeah well the scary thing reaction. about
2: fentanyl is it, the people who are buying it off the streets I, I watched this documentary uh, and the drug cartels that are bringing in cocaine or bringing in different kinds of drugs and they're they' are heroin they're actually mm-hmm. uh, using fentanyl and heroin that they've cut so much that it's not as powerful so they're adding fentanyl and, and one of the dealers said you know I, I'm not sure how much fentanyl to put in this I mean these are these are regular guys you know trying to create a drug that's going to be powerful enough to sell but not so powerful it's that can kill it. people right. and so you know what they do he said we you know I put just a little bit in and then I let you know this old guy over here try Let's it if it doesn't survives. kill him yeah then I, I've got my recipe this these are the kinds of things that that people are doing and it amazes well, me that, that American citizens are buying this no, stuff and, that's, that's, and injecting themselves that's, that's, with that's, but they don't even know what's in it and that's one
3: of the dangerous things about black markets is that that, that you can't hold your dealer accountable you can't and so the, the, I think one of the one of the that's one of the dangers of of outlawing Almost anything, really, and so I think you might have seen the same thing. During so are you the, during one of those kind
2: of guys that thinks that all drugs should just be yes, legalized and, and, and then and we hold people, one of those
3: and then we hold people accountable and so that that's the problem is though, one of the problems is we don't hold people accountable effectively, and so then we're afraid of actually ha- having liberty. but at the end of the day though when you have black markets, then there, there's there's people that will buy the stuff off the black market and it's dangerous for them. and then also when you have when you have problems, they kill each other. Because when you when you put things into the black market, the inherent problem with that is that you can't go to the courts to settle your disputes. And mm-hmm. one of the reasons why we have courts and we have government in general is because a lot of times it doesn't work out real well when people decide, you know what, that guy cheated me. I'm going to go cut his head off, or I'm going to shoot him. That just doesn't work very well. So we set up courts, and that helps us to to um, deal with issues with with cooler heads.
2: Can you imagine, though, with the amount of drugs that are on the streets today and the amount of people in America who are are so incredibly immature? Can you imagine what our court systems, how much we would be tied up dealing with that kind of crap? But here's my thing if we're going to, and I know this sounds really cold, but I'm just going to be honest. This is the way I feel because my tax dollars are paying for the EMTs
1: 30 seconds
2: and paying for the Narcan doses that they are giving to people who repeatedly overdose. I say give everybody one chance, but if you're intent on overdosing continuously, then I shouldn't have to pay for that. Let them die. I don't
3: think she should,
1: should have to pay for it anyway, but I think they should be, to, I think they should be required to pay it back. If somebody's that
2: determined to die, let them.
1: All right, we'll take a break with that, and we'll talk about it more when we come back. It's the Dave Ellswick Show, but we've got news to get to right now. All right. So let's go back and talk about what Jan brought up and that Paul were talking about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they got this drug now that they can give people when they're ODing on opioids and stuff. And it will literally almost have bring back Lazarus bring back from the from dead. All yes. right? It's almost like a Lazarus thing. Here's the problem with this. I I don't know what the exact term is. It's a psychological studies that have been done, and they'll tell you that this is what happens. If you come up with some way of taking away the responsibility from people to make good decisions, they will make more bad decisions. For instance, you put airbags in a car people will speed even faster. That's a proven fact. Same thing with seat belts. And uh, as Paul was saying during the break, even with insurance, you got right. that problem. If I came out, look, you got HIV, uh, people get HIV. Uh, you got people now that aren't worried about it because they got drugs to treat HIV. So it's they not, go out it's and, not and the have.
3: the same death sentence. Like they, it was. Well, they have unprotected well, the exactly. se-
1: sex. Right. Same thing with syphilis, same thing with gonorrhea. You can go on and on and on. Right. It's, it's a screwed up part have, of our brains, folks. Kind, kind of an It's not a screwed up
2: part of my brain. But i tell you what, it, what to me, what's even worse than that is. If people want to do that, then let them get after it and do it. But I shouldn't have to pay for that. I agree. And with most that. of these people who overdose, they don't pay for it. They're not paying for that five hundred dollar injection of Narcan, and they aren't paying the thousands of dollars for the EMT to come to the scene because and deliver they're trying it. To pay
1: for their drug, and the exactly or, and the two or three and, nights. I've and had EMTs tell me they might
2: is. have to do you know revive somebody to as many as two times in one shift. That's crazy, and that's outrageous. And, and the
3: problem is that you know if we would chain those people to a factory job until they paid off their debt because it cost
1: Paul, two thousand think about what, what you're saying the, thing if, if they're str- it don't matter if they're strung out that far on drugs i don't them? care if you've got them chained up or not they're not going to work it's yeah. just not good that won't work the, the bible <laughs> just says if you don't
4: work you don't eat if people have this kind of reckless lifestyle don't be providing free health insurance for them. Mm-hmm. Don't be giving them free cell phones. Don't be don't be doing all this free stuff. Free care, you, for that matter. Free and medical, yeah, free everything. So mm-hmm. it's all about the security net. People pay risk. It's, it's risk. Mm-hmm. So Judge Parker said is when the judicial system is not swift and accurate whenever they make a decision that it will not be effective. Right now, if somebody does something wrong, you know, they can stream the case out for two or three years, and the right. odds are that there'll be some leak. Legal reason loophole that they
7: loophole on. that they'll, they'll
4: get off the hook. Right. So and, and and the
3: lack of account- the safety net away. The lack of accountability is a serious problem, and, and we're not doing a good job of allowing people to face the consequences of their bad decisions. Feel the consequences. Yeah, that they that need that right. really oh, but some need people will it. tell
2: you that it is a is a disease. Yeah. They can't help it. Well, and it's and that's a just, disease. And that's it's drug addiction is a
3: disease. I'm sorry, it's it, that's hogwash. Well, that's a whole nother it, debate. It's, well, it's, well, it's a It's a sin issue in so many cases. I've had that a lot of times on this show. It's, it's a sin issue in so many mm-hmm. cases. People need to have some self control, just like alcoholism and whatever else. You know, and even sugar addictions and, and whatever else. Sometimes you just need to have some self control. I, I have a uh,
2: okay. now, wait a minute. Now that now we're getting on my sugar? territory. I, yeah, self control <laughs> with food. I don't know. That's really well, hard.
3: So so I've got I've got a real good buddy. His mom is, a, is a, I've known her for years, and so she had a problem with being overweight, and so she came up and and decided she was going to repent. And it's like, that's awesome. She actually decided, you know what? I'm accountable for what I for what I'm doing to my body, mm-hmm. and so she lost a lot of weight. And I thought that was really cool her attitude and she was just acknowledging you know, she needs to have some self control. And I realized that food is not to the, is not nearly the same. Thing is, is what you see with some of the drug
1: addictions. No, it's the same mm-hmm. thing. Maybe, maybe it is the same thing, and so then you you look into how much obesity costs this country.
3: Oh, sure, that's, it's, true. The, it, it
1: that's
3: true. Right. true. It is enormously expensive, right? and so the, the and thing all is, the though, diseases
2: associated with obesity. Exactly yes, exactly. Right.
3: right, and so there's there's it. It comes down to a self control thing, and um, and just like you know, there's a there's a Senator Bob Ballinger. He lost an awful lot of weight. Put it back on, and then lost it again. <laughs> and so, but he, he's, he's, he's working God. on it. He recognizes that it's a serious problem. He's got a family, he's got a bunch of kids,
1: cool. and he's. Why are you naming all these other people and just don't point the finger right <laughs> well, at me? Well,
2: and then Dave has lost. <laughs> what have you lost? 15,
1: <laughs> in 15 months, I've lost 58 pounds. And, that, and that's wow. cool. And,
2: so he, and think, that's an, you've lost it in a healthy way. Yeah, and, and no You gimmicks. know what? It is no a free
1: country, though. Right if, you wanna, if you
4: want to eat what you want to eat, eat it, whatever it, you want to sure. eat, just don't expect us right. to bail you out and, and that's pay for that's exactly. it. Yeah, but that's exactly. It's a free country. Right. Government it, health
2: care. That's why the yeah. government health care. I right. have an issue with government health care. It's a socialist program, right. but it also makes me pay for other people's irresponsible decisions. Right.
3: And that's a problem when government is already paying for, what is it, 60 or 70%? or is it 80% of health care that's paid? Yeah, and I
2: really don't like paying 60%. for other people's abortions either. I mean, I, yeah. you know, I shouldn't have to pay right. it. absolutely I you shouldn't. shouldn't have to pay for people's sex change operations, people that are right. in the military and they decide they got yeah. in the military because they want a sex change operation and the military Oh, no, now they
1: go it. to prison and get it. Yeah.
2: Well, that's insane. Yeah.
1: Medicaid for
4: everybody. We just need everybody hey, I, on the Medicaid I, I, system. If, if someone is tired... Get them
2: on the
1: government bandwagon. Yeah. Come on, get let's all live on, on the plantation. Yeah. Help me, master. Help <laughs> me, master. Help me, <laughs> master. If,
3: if somebody is 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 tired of being a man, you know, I I, I can I've castrated enough pigs and and goats and and sheep, but I can I can give them some instructions on how to do this. Well, they don't have to go to the doctor. And okay, well, so Jerry country. Jerry
2: Copen, the, the woman who called us earlier, I just wanted to tell you, she says I'm out of this. I worked with veterans who got addicted due to the VA system. Sorry, blanket statements are just wrong. So she's she's saying, and, and that is true. Many of our veterans in America, rather than treating their illnesses, they were put on painkillers, and they became addicted, not of any choice of their own. Uh, But the problem is, it's still not a disease. We're, it's not a disease. What we're, we're talking about, do. Jerry, is we're talking about people who are addicted to heroin, and they continuously make that choice, and they continuously overdose, and we're having to continuously pay for it. And we're not talking about veterans. To, to get who,
3: over it, they have to yeah. make a choice to get over it. They have to make a choice right. to quit. And the fact is, sometimes it's going to be hard. My, my dad... It worked with a lot of veterans that dealt with serious drug mm-hmm. abuse problems, and I think one one of the things he was telling me is that one of the common problems that he saw was with those people was that they had a very poor so- social support system. They didn't have a family that was mm-hmm. that was there to kind of be be there for them, especially after Vietnam, when, right. when they would come back and they've they've experienced or participated in some things that were pretty horrific and then you've had then you had people that are telling them they're just terrible awful wicked people and they don't know how to cope mm-hmm. and so that they a lot of them turned to drugs and that was a, a big problem for them and um between drugs and alcohol and
2: but it was cheaper for the va to just let them have it medicate just just and you know kill that, the kill that, the pain and that was kill the of symptoms my, that rather was than of, deal with the the, the core and, and issue. that was
3: one of my dad's frustrations is that they weren't allowed to do for these people what they needed to help them get over their problems. They weren't allowed to, to, to do what was necessary and so, because I mean, the, the options are will we drug you or put you in prison or put you in jail and, and sometimes they needed something very different than that.
1: Okay, before we go to break this just came in. A federal judge in frank terms has dismissed a lawsuit by the DNC that's the Democratic National Committee against key members of the Trump campaign and Wikileaks over hacked DNC emails saying they did not participate in any wrongdoing in obtaining the materials in the first place and therefore bore no legal liability for disseminating the information. Here's what the judge said. Let me read this because it's, per- it's perfect. It's beautiful. I love this. I love this. Where was it? Where to it go? Where would it go? Anyway, what he said, their suit was completely divorced from the facts. In other words, you know, they were out in space somewhere, yeah. bottom line. So it's a big. this is a big, big win. I guess you've been hearing how they've been a- attacking McConnell about all this. Are you guys familiar with that, how they've been attacking uh, this, the— uh, Moscow the, Mitch. Yeah, Moscow Mitch well, and calling him all of that kind of uh,
3: stuff. So, so when are we going to have a, a system in place that will actually hold these people accountable for bringing false charges? So let me, Democrats let me play don't deal the facts. They're dealing feelings.
1: <laughs> now, before, as we go into break, we'll play somewhere. this and then go to break— Here's what Mitch McConnell said yesterday in the well of the Senate. Cut three.
7: So, Mr. Fred, I don't normally take the time to respond to critics in the media when they have no clue what they're talking about. But this modern day McCarthyism is toxic and damaging because of the way it warps our entire public discourse. Facts matter. Details matter. History matters. And if our nation is losing its ability to debate public policy without screaming about treason, that really matters.
1: We're always looking for the weird stories, and I just came across one. Being from Indiana, this really is a weird story. The remains of notorious 1930s gangster John Dillinger, which is entombed beneath 5,000 pounds of concrete at an Indianapolis cemetery. Now, they did that so that nobody could dig his body up yeah. because he was looked at back in that day as a folk hero. He was kind of a... So back, they, that, they put him, you know... Back during kind of Prohibition But well, he wasn't. Boy, he was not he a was folk a hero. He was a, he he a cold-blooded killer. He killed police officers, and, robbed banks, you yeah. know, a real upstanding <laughs> but citizen. But here's, here's the thing. <laughs> Check this out, though. He, he's set to be exhumed, uh, and it's going to happen. Uh, there was a, a permit... Uh, given out on July 3rd that was sought by Dillinger's nephew, Michael C. Thompson, and it's going to result in the body being exhumed from the Crown Hill Cemetery, which is a really, you know, high-end cemetery in, Mm -hmm. in Indianapolis. And they said that all of this is going to happen on September 16th. They're going to get his body out and put it back in. But there is no information regarding the plans and why they're doing it. Are they going to well, put I bet it, you he just, just wants gonna, the
2: gold jewelry and the ring. Mm-hmm. Are they going to put his body in there? he needs some money. They Maybe gonna, he in needs terms to money.
4: make sure he's really dead. Is that really him? <laughs> and they didn't put, you know, like,
1: something like the, their other Uncle Dave in there or something Let like me explain. That. Listen to this. When when Dillinger's by you know about Bonnie and Clyde, right? I yeah. Mean, when, yeah. yeah. When yeah. they were buried... Hundreds of thousands of people showed up at their burials. They wow. were just cold-blooded murderers, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Dillinger's body was brought back to his birthplace in Mooresville, Indiana, where the Ku Klux Klan started, by the way. A, a crowd of nearly uh, uh, 10,000 gathered to just catch a glimpse of his of his body.
2: Really? Well, d- can I thought you had to have some sort of, like investigative reason for exhuming bodies and it has I to go through no a court idea. it's a major ordeal you can't just
1: this guy asked for it and for whatever reason the health department granted it wow just the health that department ma- yeah. gets to make that decision yeah how bizarre is that just yes, it is weird now that conspiracies i'm just oh, you yeah. can build a conspiracy around that is it. weird
4: <laughs>
1: I just hate. I they're going to weigh his brain, whatever's left. I over. hate people making idols out of killers
4: and people who <laughs> are really bad people. Well, I'm not making an them. idol. I, I'm oh, just I know going to dig him up. Come on. It's I, I, been how many I, I, years it, since
1: he's been dead? Wow. What's yeah, the 30s. I, I know
4: yeah. you're not. I'm just saying, but th- you were talking about the people that showed right, up. You're to, right. To Russ is saying, saying maybe they're like going to grind
1: him up and smoke him. I don't know. I'm just saying. Wow, who knows what they're doing? I oh, might be wow. making sure it's here. That's what he looked like, by the way. Maybe. Yeah, he wasn't a handsome guy, you know. Dillinger and all those guys. He had a whole gang. Did didn't he had a gang of people yeah, he, had gang around. Around. he had a gang. Yeah. So, uh. oh, he's the folklore about that guy. You go to Crown Point, Indiana. You go down in the bottom floor of the courthouse, mm-hmm. Crown Point, Indiana. They still have the jail cell mm. that he busted out of. That's where he carved, you've all heard this, yeah, carved the ball. Twice. Mm-hmm. He took out the bar of soap and carved it into a gun, polished it up with shoe polish, oh. and escaped. Because he pointed it at the guard. Yeah, the guard, opened guard the thought, it oh, wow. thought it was a gun. Thought it was a real gun.
2: So, I hate yeah. to Didn't know it, but all, he's all your oils There was so smart. Okay. But you, you did tease yes. several times in the show yes. that you were going to Discuss the Mickey Gates issue, Representative well, Mickey Gates, and we're down to we're just minutes away. We got away plenty from the of time. Of
1: eight minutes, we can eight talk minutes. about. It. We got about okay. eight minutes worth of stuff.
2: Okay, because so. he
1: can't talk about it.
2: No, he can't.
1: We asked him to, and he can't. Yeah. And here's what he sent me. I'll read it to you, so everybody can hear it. Here is it, Mickey, 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 Mickey. I'm going. I'm looking through here. It is. Got you. And he says, I'm looking. Tch, tch, Mickey, come on. Well, for
2: those that well, – while you're Go looking ahead. for that, for, to update people who – Representative Gates was a, was arrested and charged last year uh, before he was reelected, actually, for uh, not – he was accused of not paying his taxes for years and years. Um, and then, you know, he pled not guilty. Uh, then this is drug out. And then now he he pled no contest today. Uh, actually yesterday, yep. and they are just reporting it today, but I...
1: And here's what he told me to read to you. Yes, okay. According to the law, Act 346, it is not a conviction and is not to be considered as such. I'll be working with DFNA to resolve this matter. I have no plan on resigning. This, since this is an ongoing court proceeding, I have no public comment. At this time,
2: but here's the here's the thing, and and, and I like Representative Gates, I, I really do. He's a he's he's got a good voting record. See, when I look at politicians, I, I, it's not personal with me. It's about how do you vote on issues. And if you're a Republican, I expect you to act and vote like one according to the Republican Party platform. So, and, and Representative Gates has a good voting record. Uh, what, what, but I'm not so sure this is going to be up to him because. I know that the Republican Party is investigating what the options are at this point and then I know that uh you know the Speaker of the House is also they, looking at they it. They can
3: expel members. Right. But they can do it, but, that. but it has to
2: be by by what 60% of the vote?
3: Yeah. It's, it's, he would it's have
2: to over a majority. be voted out by by his colleagues which is I you know I'm wondering would that happen? I, oh, I don't no,
3: know. No, no, I'd like so. to, I'd like to know what is what is actual um no contest. Um, Here, here's what, what this says. All right.
1: Charge. Again, going into this, it says uh, the accused uh, in Act 346 uh, does what is set out by the court, which is six mm-hmm. months prob- or six years probation. Then the court shall enter the appropriate order dismissing the case, discharging the defendant, and expunging the record. So that's, it's to be understood that the plea that's been entered here, from what I can understand, is not to be considered a conviction. Interesting.
2: And it's not to be considered a guilty.
1: That's correct. A, an That's admission right of
2: guilt. right? You know, so, so people, both. he's trying to
4: deal with the IRS. The IRS with That's the actually, same people. You know, he's, he's trying to deal with DFA. DFA a df and right okay. Here's
2: something I don't understand. I, I interviewed Mickey Gates back after all this happened. He actually gave me an exclusive interview. We sat down on, on TV and we talked about all this. And he said then, he said, Jan, you know, the, the thing is, he said, "I was actively making payments mm-hmm. while I was disputing the the, the, yes. the, the the I was disputing what they were saying I owed, but in the process of dealing with the disputes in a legal manner, he said I was paying fifteen hundred dollar a month payments to Department of finance and what what he said I don't understand is and and I agree with him here. I have never heard of If you are in a current dispute over what is owed, but you are in the meantime going ahead and making payments, that you are arrested as if you were not making any payments. I I, I don't – it it reeks of weaponization of state agencies. I'm not saying that's what happened here, but that's the way it – it just doesn't sound right, and,
3: that, and that's part of the problem with giving government so much power and also giving them a lot of um, discretion. Mm-hmm. They can they can they can arrest you for all sorts of things, mm-hmm. and most of us are breaking multiple laws. If we actually got down to it, and so you know they could come and inspect your car, or inspect your house, or all kinds of things. And say, oh, you're breaking the law, and we mm-hmm. can charge you for this. Oh, by the way, if you don't show up to court, we will arrest you.
2: Why? Well, you know the IRS, even the IRS, and we know how brutal the IRS yeah. can be. You're they as long people. as you are negotiating with them and in the meantime making payments on what they say you owe, they don't come and arrest you.
4: Well, it may depend on who you are. But here's something else. Here's, something else. here's
2: something else I don't understand. Representative Gates was drawing a, a a monthly check as a state representative. Why if if they're so certain that he owes this money, why didn't they garnish his wages right I don't do, know. And, does, and it's, does only the IRS have the ability to do that, or can our state Department of Finance I, I do that? I think anybody can know. do it,
3: but, but it might require. They do it it on child support. It, the state does it on child support. I mean, support. if it's a state sure. issued you check, so you're it,
2: getting paid to be a state representative. It might be a court right. order
3: type thing that, that that maybe they haven't got the court order yet, but it, but it, it, it's it's a mess. though. we've got we've got. It's government. like the Linda
2: Collins murder case. There are more questions than answers. and It's very confusing.
3: Yeah, and I, I'd be interested to to see what they actually convicted him of. Sometimes they did not. He's convict- not being convicted yet. That's and not you a can't bit of use guilt. that word. Right, that's wrong. No. Word. But I wonder what the charge was. What is it? Because I mean, sometimes it's like, well, your house is the wrong color. We passed a city ordinance. 15 well, years was, ago he was and, accused and,
2: and, of not paying his taxes for years but mm-hmm. Mickey says that he was in the process that he was the taxes he was, the, the taxes he was being yeah working right. with them what they said he owed is not what he said he owed
9: right?
3: So, but and,
2: in the process while they were arguing over you know what he should and shouldn't pay he said he was making payments right. and there's and a so, record so of that
3: so it sounds like the government came along oh by
1: the way you're not paying us as quickly as no, we thought no, it was a political hit there's should no should. doubt in my it, mind that was a political hit if you think that all people get treated what I was fairly saying, by right. the DF and a hmm. DFA or the IRS,
4: and all people are treated equally. They thought they Some were people going to get, get him audited out of
1: the election.
4: Right. Some people get audited more often than others. Right. You know, let like me just other. say, he
1: can run again, and if the people dare want to re elect him. him, they reelected him just a moment. He won or, by as you know, large
2: a margin as Asa won by absolutely. 70%. Yeah. Yeah. He'll
1: get reelected again. He really wow. will.
4: Let the people We're make out the time, call y'all. on this one, Republican Party. Make the, let the
1: people no, make the gonna, call. People don't like him.
2: it when they feel like their government is bullying citizens. All right.
1: Yeah. R.D., Jan, see you. Paul. Great to have you here. Yes, Thank you. All of you you. watching on Facebook, thanks for joining us today. The Bible Guys are next. All right. Final hour of a Tuesday show. That means it's time for the Bible Guys. And we've got Billy Miller here. We've got Scott Stewart here. He is the pastor over at Agape Church. And uh, Billy uh, ministers out at the Tucker Unit Mm -hmm. uh, here in uh, Arkansas. Uh, Steve Hess is not here today. He is working. The government said you got to be here. So he is there because he likes to get a paycheck. And uh, he'll be back with us hopefully next week. It would be nice to see him next week here on the Dave Ellswick Show. They're putting down the microphone so we can see your pretty face there, Scott. (laughs) They want to be able to see you. of course, Scott is the pastor at Agape Church, seven hundred one Napa Valley Drive, Little Rock, Arkansas. Their Sunday service time, ten o'clock, and their website, aclr.org. And it's good to have him back again with us a second week in a row. This is good. You're going to be around for
11: a while now. Yes, sir. I will be. Okay, that's that's good. Uh, that being said, uh, that being said, I do have um, a daughter who uh, is um, about to give birth another ah. another one yeah how many just like three in the last year isn't <laughs> well it's uh it's a uh, two yeah so I I had, okay. I had, I had uh, excuse me I had one uh, about uh, four months ago and now I've got another one coming so uh, whenever that telephone call comes Dave I'm on my way there I got you, go. you by the way bring me up to date on something when's the next
1: celebrate Israel celebration coming up
11: uh we don't know yet um I'm trying to secure a speaker so it will probably be it'll probably be in the spring. No, okay. Yeah. All right, good. Yeah. I'm looking, so, I
1: look forward to those. Mm-hmm. I, was, I, I enjoy those.
11: I attended the one uh in DC just a few um few weeks ago. Okay. Um they uh, they had they got Pence to speak um, at that. Did you did you get up and shake your hand and say, We want you to come to our you, I'll you, talk at our church? You know, I missed him altogether. Oh, that's right, you told me about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, because they, when they, they couldn't confirm him following them when they did confirm him, the Secret Service got involved and shifted everything around and they Made the meeting start earlier than they were supposed to. Long story short, um, when I arrived, he had already spoken was finished mm. and was gone. That's but, tough, but I heard it was a good, uh, a good, a good time. The whole, the whole thing was, uh, whole thing was great. We had the U.S. Ambassador to um, Israel, David Friedman, who uh, spoke. Um, that was a keynote uh, on the on the main night. So it was really good. Of course, Dennis Prager was there. He's always a good, uh, a good speaker. Dennis has agreed to come to um, come to our place. Um oh, so, really happening. Well, no, I mean for Night Town or Israel. Oh. I asked him two years ago and he said that he that he uh, that he would. Um when I asked he was already committed to Israel go, going to Israel. But um uh, so he's uh, he's open, so he's Excellent. a possi- he's a possibility. No, but I I, I like Dennis. He's a good Yeah, good. He's, yeah, a yeah, really he's, good. good he's very
1: good very good show.
11: Yeah, he, he does.
1: does. He really, really does a good show, no doubt. He did about
12: uh it. he did a pretty amazing job of testifying in front of Congress recently too. So I saw a clip yeah. of that, yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, his opening comments. We're not going to take up his full uh, his full five
11: minutes. So he said, "Let me just set some things straight first. And
12: <laughs> I thought he did a pretty amazing job. So <laughs> you
11: know, he's just come out with something called "Is it the Reasonable Bible or something like that?" It's mm, a commentary. Definitely. Yeah, the yeah. Rational Bible. The Rational. The Rational Bible. That's right. Thank you, Russ.
1: Yeah, he. I've, I've got that. Oh,
11: you do? Yeah,
1: I have that. And I've had him on before to talk about his book on Exodus, which was very, very good. Mm-hmm. And he's working on
12: one for Genesis right yes, now. He right? Is, yes, he is. He's See?
5: actually, I thought he'd already released Genesis. Oh, has he? He uh, released Exodus first. Right. And I've got a copy of Exodus in here, but uh, he was supposed, I thought he was supposed to have already re- released the Genesis
11: version.
1: Is this a commentary, Russ, that he wrote? No, it's not hmm. really a commentary. It's. It's Prager's looking at each book, right? Because you know he's Jewish, yeah. So don't expect it to no. be a, a Christian commentary what, what of I heard, any kind. What I
12: heard Russ say is that there used to be a copy of that in there in the booth, but there's one going home with me today. That's what. Oh, I, oh is that what oh, you, oh, you, you said? found
1: it. <laughs> Good,
12: you found it. I, you want it? I
1: got another copy. I'd be <laughs> happy to to, yeah. Yeah. to 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 loan. Oh, oh I was about to, to one, say. To yeah, loan to, to you.
12: Oh man. All right, make sure that we want to order it. Remember
1: uh, Bible Guys at salemlr.com, we've had a lot of questions come in. We'll start off with one that went directly to uh the pastor. I was in discussion with a brother in the Lord the other day who asked me if I believed in open theism. I didn't know what that was and was hoping you could shed some light on it for me. Also, can you explain Millennium? Molinism Molinism Molinism
11: mm-hmm. as well I think we talked about this before does it have something to do with Calvinism right um okay so I would expect the reason why these questions are coming because they got into a discussion the overall discussion was probably about uh, Calvinism um open theism is um basically it's these are all competing theo- theologies mm-hmm. uh, towards um, the nature of God and how He deals with man. So, open theism I think is a crazy thing, but open theism basically is that God started this this ball rolling, right? But doesn't quite know himself how it's all going to roll out, right? So He learns basically, which I find offensive. A, yeah, yeah, I do too.
12: That is to deny that God knows the beginning from the end, which is a direct violation of Scripture.
11: Mm-hmm. And what they'll do is they'll say, they'll That's say what an agnostic believes. Yeah, well. Uh, not not far off. Yeah. Not far off. Yeah. I mean, basically. Well, you know, they 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 say things like, um, "Is is Jesus God?" Yes, of course. But did Jesus have to learn? Yeah, to be it, God. To be God. Well, yeah. well, when Jesus was born, the Bible says, and he he learned obedience through those things which he suffered. Right. So they're saying, well, if Jesus is God and Jesus had to learn, then it possibly exists that God Himself. Doesn't predestine you to do something or determine you to do something. Instead, God, c- God could know, but He willingly has blocked that off from Himself and just allowed time oh, okay. to roll. Now, so now, a,
1: now you're with basically. me. I understand. I've yeah. heard this before. Yeah. Now. You, yeah. So yeah. it's called open
11: there. theism, and then and then Molinism um, comes from a Jesuit priest called I think his last name was Molina. That's where we get the word dust Molinism. Molinism, right? And he kind of um, sandwiches himself in between Armenianism and Calvinism. So Calvin believes everything is predestined; a dust particle doesn't float in the air without God determining his trajectory. Um, Armenianism says basically God's given you a free will; God knows what you're going to choose, but He gives you a free will to decide. Right. Molinism, on the other hand, if I know, if I Understand this correctly. Molinism basically says it kind of tries to make both work. So, yeah. it, so it says you do have free will, but what God has done is God has God puts people in positions knowing what they would decide to do if faced with a certain situation. In other words, when Jesus was brought before Pilate, God allowed Pilate to be the leader because he knew that no, Pilate, Pilate would, would yeah. condemn him. sure. So he, certain men were not elevated. What does the Bible say? God raises up some leaders and God puts right. down leaders. So he puts the leader in place knowing that Pilate would condemn Jesus. Right. Um, and so what happens, and God is able to determine what happens, but leaves free will up to the people who are making the decision. Something right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah,
12: and they're really, it's an attempt to deal with some some difficult passages of scripture to be real honest there are some things which would seem to indicate that there is some predestination at work uh, i think if you'll go do the research you'll find that that is always has to do with once someone has made a decision to be a uh, a follower of god then the works and the thing they're thing they're then called to do seems to be predestined not necessarily their salvation to begin with and things uh, we do see some instances where it's um you know god very clearly saying uh, and dealing with uh, Pharaoh is one of those. There Mm -hmm. are instances where it says Pharaoh hardened his heart and instances where it says God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Um, And we as people can get really messed up on some of that stuff and want to go, well, how do we just smooth all this over and make it uh, perfectly rational in our minds? Um, This is a mistake to try to make God rational in our minds to begin with. Uh, It's an infinite God whose ways are way above mine. But secondarily, we can create some really weird stuff the moment we start
11: trying to make everything in the Bible make sense to my mind. Mm-hmm. I think that when people misunderstand the, the function of prophecy, you can get into this too, because when they'll say things like, well, God prophesied it, so it has to happen. So therefore, right. how unfair is it of God right. for right. Judas? I mean, God said Judas was going to betray uh, Jesus, and so he had so obviously to do God, it. Yeah, obviously, God made Judas do that. Right. When prophecy really is not... It doesn't make anything happen. Prophecy right. merely looks through time and sees what's going to happen. Then God goes backwards in time, right. shows a man and he says, Ooh, this is what's going to happen in the future. The way I always
12: describe prophecy and recording prophecy is in the context of having watched a movie. One of my favorite movies is the Martian, uh, I don't have to prophesy to tell you how that movie ends. I've seen it already. And man's history from God's point of view is exactly the same thing. God Uh only has to take and and redirect his gaze from the beginning of my life to the end of my life to already tell you what's going to happen. Yes, he is a God of knowledge, experiential knowledge. He has looked at my life and said this is how Billy Miller turns out. But that is not God forcing me down that path. It's Uh just that he already knows my beginning from my end and how it's going to look. And for him to tell someone hey here's how billy ends it is not forcing me to follow that path for him it's just history already he's already seen the end of the movie absolutely yeah all right next question goes
1: along with the first question second question like the first question all right here you go in theological terms what does egalitarianism and complementary go ahead complementarianism (laughs) okay mean to you guys within the traditional framework of your respective churches and I'd also like to hear how Dave's church interprets this as well as the Bible guys well I don't know how my church feels about that I don't have Rick Bezette here Rick Bezette is the lead pastor of New Life Church maybe I can get him to come on sometime and he'll join the Bible guys and he can be part of this as well but bottom line let's talk with you guys first of all What does each of these
11: terms mean? Right. Uh, egalitarianism basically means equality, um, and it's the way that the sexes would relate to each other. So um, if if we were an an egalitarian or egalitarian church, basically what we would would believe is that whatever God's role for a man is is the same as his role for a woman. Uh, Complementarianism means, on the other hand, that God has created man and women to complement each other, not to be the same as, but to be diverse and therefore complement each other.
1: Okay, so let me just jump in and just say here's Dave's view of that.
11: Mm-hmm.
1: Complimentary, complimenting would be the way I would see it because that's what the Bible preaches. Right Here, That's the truth of the matter. Right, right. Uh, but, but, he so, made Adam a helpmate
11: right yeah. yeah thank you and that i think that is the the biblical way uh, that, and as far as from our church tradition what we do at agape church we are a complementarian church um we believe that men and women are equal in the eyes of god that's correct uh, yes. equal in value equal in yep. worth yep but we're not the same correct. and i think that that is a big mistake our modern world makes they think that equality is Means sameness and doesn't doesn't absolutely not and uh, and so yes we are equal or equally loved equally valued but we're not the same and because we're not the same we have differing roles Uh, and the Bible is very clear it says for example the elder in a church says the elder should be the husband of one wife right well you know what. Uh, if you're a woman, you can't be the husband. <laughs> well, no. Wife. Wait a minute.
12: We had previously in, in this country, up to this point, that would have been a true statement. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> little little wacky in this world right now. So but, we are talking about men when we talk about husbands. Yes, but in this context, but in an
11: egalitarian church, uh, you could have women being elders too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the Bible would say or that senior pastors or, or senior pastors. Uh, yeah.
12: head of the board or whatever. Yeah. Um, but that that seems to be contradictory to the biblical prescription. Okay. Yeah, so
1: let me be clear again mm-hmm. i'm not speaking for new life, on behalf of new life i Church. just vote this is how dave sees it sure right. all right as far as i'm concerned i'll get rick bezette on sometime i can pretty much figure how he
11: sees things about this but i'm not going to speak for sure it. yeah well i think that the bible um is does give uh very clear if you don't even if you would even if you don't even have a scripture for it which we have plenty the bible says god is the head of man man is mm-hmm. the head of woman i mean we have so many scriptures that to do with that Even if you didn't have that, you have, by example, um, that Jesus um, inherently chose leadership as male. He chose 12 disciples. He had lots of women in his ministry, too. Absolutely. They they were working with him, working together. They were partners in that. And were vital. Don't get us wrong. They were vital to the ministry. But when it came to uh, the the position of, of, of headship, It was um, it was it was male and 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 Paul really did not leave that open for discussion. Paul dealt with it quite frequently. um, Period. And I think that unfortunately, a lot of the um, what the world sees as being uh, egalitarian uh, has made its way over into uh, the church. And like so many other things, we've allowed social norms to dictate uh, church theology, which is um, which is problematic. So, uh, yeah, we have wonderful. Ladies in our church that are wonderful uh, teachers, wonderful ministers—they can flow in the gifts. I mean, all those things. But when it comes to uh, pastoral uh, leadership, um, it is—it's—it's it's male. Again, equal value, but different. And we need to. Su- our differences can make us stronger, or our differences can tear us apart. Yeah. The Bible makes differences has differences making us stronger. The world has differences tearing us apart. Absolutely, Wilson.
1: Well 22 after, let's get a break in, Applied Research Center of Arkansas. You go visit them. Uh, They got a full-service walk-in clinic that you can attend to. You know, if you're not feeling good, you go there. They'll take good care of you. Also, we're not but two weeks away from school getting underway again. And school physicals are a big deal with that, and they're giving them at Applied Research Center of Arkansas. Give them a call. 501-954-7822, 501-954-7822, ask about those. I don't know if you have to make an appointment, although they got a full-service walk-in clinic. I would think you'd probably get that taken in by just taking care of by just walking in. Or uh, go to ARC Arkansas, that's one word, ARC Arkansas.com, and you can find out all about it right there. Okay, so we don't have enough time to get into another question right now because we've got news coming up. So in this three minutes, I'm going to turn it over to Scott
11: so he can talk about school. All right. Uh, If there's anyone out there who is looking to increase your uh, biblical knowledge and and get uh, information that's really not filtered through a denominational perspective, then I encourage you to visit uh, AmericanInstitute.org. That's our website. This is an online uh, college that you're able to get uh, an education through a theological uh, pursuit. It has a Hebraic uh, leaning. It's Thoroughly Hebraic, actually. Uh, and it's uh, online. You can take the courses at your leisure. Uh, if you don't want to get a degree, you should, if you've already got a degree, you're just looking to learn more, you can audit the classes. It's uh, $50 to audit the class. You have access to all the lectures over and over and over and over again for a three-month period of time. Uh, and uh, you have access to all the um, uh, all the videos, all the teaching. And, uh, and it's a really, really uh, good way to uh, increase your and, and secure your um, – your foundation in uh, in faith. So, if you'd like to uh, visit uh, the website, you can do that at AmericanInstitute.org, uh, or you can even give us a call uh, at the church. Happy to take your phone call, um, and you can call at two two five zero six one two. And alternatively, if you'd like to send me an email, you're happy, you're welcome to do that, and you can send that to uh, Pastor Scott one word at ACLR dot o r g and i'll be happy to uh reply to you and um hopefully you will uh uh check us out i, I think that you'll enjoy the the classes all right and that's that's a good
1: class that you, know, you can go and just take the classes and you know pay 50 bucks or whatever and i'm going to start using the classes to be honest with you in our life groups mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at uh, new life church i think we're going to start I, doing that I, out of
12: the england church because oh, well, no. I think well, that's gonna... important.
1: It's important that we get co- connected back with the Judeo of Judeo-Christian. Absolutely. Absolutely, used to be you never heard somebody just say, you know, I believe in Christian belief. It was I believe in Judeo-Christian belief because, say it the way I heard it said before, you can take Christ out of uh, Jewishness and still have Jewishness. Yeah. You take Christ out of Christianity, and you have nothing left. Yeah. There is nothing. Yeah. So you've got to understand why Christ came in the first place. Mm-hmm. And and the, he didn't come to start a new religion, That's folks. right. No. That's, That's right. the key. He didn't come to start a new religion. Mm-hmm.
11: We've made it into, quote, a new religion, but it, nothing right. new about it. What did Jesus say to the woman at the well? Speaking to a Gentile woman, he said, he said, you don't even know what you're worshiping. He said, but we know, for salvation is of the Jews. If you really want to understand your salvation experience, why you believe what you believe, why you live the way you live, you have to understand it through a Judaic lens. To the Jew first
1: and then the Gentile.
11: That's correct. Something to remember.
1: Paul said that. He did. Over right. and over and over yes, again. he sure did. And it's important that everybody understands that. And, you, um, you know, here's the key. If you understand the Judaism about it, because I know this has happened for me over the last couple of years. Your Christianity gets so much fuller. It's amazing. Yes. It becomes vibrant
12: overnight. Yeah, yeah it, really it
1: is really amazing when you, well, you understand some different different things. All right, let's take a break for the news. We'll come back. We'll talk about that some more. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show again. Want to remind you that we view everything through a Judeo Christian lens. And if you're not with your church or whatever. I'm, this is a I'm, I'm, strong statement. You're wrong. <laughs> that is a strong statement. I don't yeah. know how, how... I can't say it any other way because if you if you take the Jewishness out of Christianity, you've got to take Jesus out That's of it. That's right. He was he, a
11: Jew, folks. Jesus never went to church. A practicing Jew. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, if, you, if you ask yourself the question, well, when you think about it this way, Jesus died at the Feast of Passover, so... Christians out there, how, how many times have you celebrated Passover? He was buried at the Feast of Unleavened Bread. You guys celebrate that? He was raised at the Feast of first fruits. Anybody celebrated that this past uh, April? And He sent the Holy Ghost on the Day of Pentecost. Anybody have a party celebrating Pentecost? It, everything he did, he did on a Jewish feast day. Right. So then you have to ask yourself the question, well what's so Christian about Christianity if everything that majors happen in our faith happen on the feast day of the Jews? Yeah. It's because our faith is not. Shouldn't we
1: all know about that? We should. We should. (laughs) That's what I'm saying.
12: I say often, I say the problem with the modern Christian church, dropping the Judeo from that statement, the problem with the modern Christian church is that if Jesus Christ himself walked through the back door, they would want him to change his clothes, cut his beard, shave his beard, cut his hair, put on some real shoes and get baptized in his name to repent from a religion that. He started some four thousand years ago. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: I can say at New Life Church, they wouldn't ask him to change his clothes or trim his beard or any of that kind of stuff. But they probably have some problems with what he would have to say yeah. about yeah. what they certainly are not get baptized teaching baptized, right? people.
12: Like, oh, you you, you got to get baptized in your own name so you can be yeah. saved. <laughs> All, <laughs> All right, so, so here second, you go.
1: What? Here, here's, and this goes along right with what we're talking about now. Okay, I've listened to the show quite a bit. I'm still confused how you expect people to live out the law. May I first say this? You've missed what we've been saying if you think we're telling you you got to live out the law. You don't have to live out the law, hmm. especially when you guys seem to be the only one saying this. It appears if every other minister teaches the exact opposite of the Bible, guys, and tells us to stay clear of the law of obedience, now we can say, yeah, we do say you should... You know, know that the law still exists. Yeah. Okay, if your view is correct, why are you guys the only ones teaching this stuff? All right, that's that's, a, that's a good question though. Yeah. This because they're misunderstanding what we're saying.
12: Yeah. Yeah. I, can I can I just go start for it and say we are. Um, by no stretch of any tiny imagination of my own, um, the only ones out here. And I I laugh, and I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at myself because for a very long time, I celebrated all these things privately myself, thinking exactly that thought. Man, no one else feels this way. Nobody else believes this way. Um, And it, it took me years before I looked around and went, Oh my goodness there are lots and lots of people and I think it is one of the it's one of the things that prove that this did not come from men when I look at uh, pick any denomination out there and we can we can trace its origins back to an individual or a small group of individuals who broke off from something else and said, we're going to do things this way. And this movement that we currently find ourselves in did not happen that way. Um, there have been thousands, perhaps tens of thousands of individuals who kind of all in a um, 10 or 15 year period All over the world started doing these same things because the Holy Spirit spoke to them and said, hey, uh, you need to return to my feasts. You need to return to behaving the way I have instructed you to behave. This did not come from an individual um, part of the evidence that this came from God. Okay, so,
1: and then let me throw this in, and, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong. Here's the key. God wants us to do those things but it has nothing to do with
11: our salvation. That's correct. Absolutely correct. Thank you. And that's the See the, that's and,
1: what everybody gets mixed up.
11: Yeah. yeah. Everybody gets mixed up thinking that we're trying to say that this is a, a salvific issue and no. it is not. It correct. is not. And they people and, it's an obedience yeah. issue. People don't know the difference between law and legalism. In their mind everything that is law is legalism. No. You can tithe and be legalistic about it. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, can, you can take time to be with your family and be legalistic. You can be legalistic about anything, and it has nothing to do with law uh, whatsoever. Uh, and, you know, the way you would actually walk out the law of God in your life is just like Paul said. He, said. he said, we have now been given the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit now is writing his law in our heart. It's by the Spirit now we're able to walk these things out and do these things, where in the right. past people failed in their flesh – but now, by the Spirit, we've been empowered to walk out things that in the past where people were not able to do, and it's a joy to do that. And it's a, I mean, I mean, if if you don't understand that doing the Word of God is a joy, then you don't understand what the Word of God probably is probably the in place. It You're probably doing it wrong. <laughs> You're probably doing Good it point. wrong. Um, hey.
1: Jesus was was the embodiment, right, of all the festivals. Yeah, he was. How can you say you know? what Jesus was mm-hmm. if you don't even teach what the festivals yeah, I were. Know, I know. Yeah. You're missing I don't understand
11: so that. much. We're missing so much. And when we realize why we're missing it, if you trace it back to why we're missing it, and then you see the individuals that – didn't just remove these feasts from the and and these things from the church. They ripped it. They yeah. stripped it. They and they were hateful it. and mean yes. and anti God. Yeah. And, and they killed Jewish people right, left, and center. It's it's very very sad. And then you have the churches that nowadays who will who will celebrate the yeah. boycotting Israel and everything else. BDS. That, yeah, yeah, they have no clue what they're doing. And I think quite honestly, our ministers. This this gentleman asked the question, um, "Why are you guys the only ones teaching?" Well, as as Billy said, we're not the only ones, but we're not the majority. And no, no. the reason we're not the majority is simply because the men who are teaching today, quite simply, are teaching what they were taught. I don't believe yeah. they're malicious or mean-spirited. They're just teaching what they were taught in the seminary they went to. Yeah. Just didn't teach them these things. You know,
12: one of my favorite sermons you've ever preached, um, and it was a, a tiny moment in a sermon that you were preaching where you walked back through all the different seminaries and the fact that in reality all of these things end up funneling back to was it just a single individual yep. um that you want and it and then you look at what his theological position was and you go well, yeah, I know why every minister who's been trained in a, in a theological school is totally messed up because they start the foundation they're starting with is not the foundation that God created. It's a foundation based off of one man whose theological position is totally, totally messed up. They yeah. got
11: him thrown out of the church, in fact, wasn't it? Is that who you're talking about? No, actually, oh, okay. we're, ta- we're talking about uh, Darby, who um, came up with the whole idea. I think is what he's talking about. Yes, came up with the whole idea of uh, dispensationalism and, and how you could interpret the Bible breaking it apart in, in dispensations and but and it, there's there's like four or five points to it in order to believe it you have to believe a lot of points and the points are just horrific, uh, unreal they really are and, um, but you have to believe those for the theology to work and the gentleman who started Baptist Theological Seminary in Dallas heard this, loved it put it into the curriculum of um, Baptist Theological and the vast majority of the ministers who are on television today and everything else went there or had Baptist right. roots and that it's it's stuck within uh, within traditional uh, evangelicalism now. All right.
1: Steve Hess is listening. Uh-oh. Hi, <laughs> Steve.
11: And he aren't sent you supposed me to be a working?
1: text. Okay. He says, and I said, why aren't the others, as this guy said, why are we out crying in the wilderness, so to speak? Because the rest are following the traditions of men, Yep, <laughs> smiley face. <Yeah. laughs> and I get back to work.
11: <laughs> yeah, go back to work now. <laughs> you don't but get in trouble. There's a difference between uh, the tradition of men and the and the word of God. What the Word is saying. For sure. Exactly. For sure. And, and
12: by and large, because and, and, we can come off as harsh at times, by and large, I am not railing on these pastors. Uh, some of my best friends in the world are pastors and churches. The only ones
1: we rail on? Or the, the hyper-grace mis- guys. Yeah.
12: Because um, they're misleading And in a lot of cases, time. I'm pretty kind to them when I'm not sitting here, because uh, some of my closest friends are pastors. Uh, and, and in a lot of cases, they're teaching things I, I don't agree with. But most of these people are not malicious. Now, no. there are some folks who are, and those people I have a problem with. Uh, we, and we've talked about the Stanleys of the world and folks like that on here. But the majority of these people are... Stanley's son. Are doing... Not the old yes, man. Yes. Uh, <laughs> The majority of these people are out there doing their absolute best and they are still preaching Jesus at the center of it all and we are on the same team. Yeah. Yes, we are we are teaching things differently and I I believe that God is going to pull them along in the direction God wants them eventually. They are on the same side I am. We are still preaching Jesus at the center of it all. We are still preaching that Jesus is the the way, the truth, uh, the only way to the Father. And as long as that is the truth that we are standing on, we're on the same team and I don't have a problem with these people. Do I believe they need to come along? Absolutely. But uh, I am not cry, I'm not sitting here on a, on a high perch saying these people are going to hell because they don't believe exactly the way I no. do. No. Absolutely not. The law never saved anyone and the law also cannot condemn me. Jesus is at the center of it all. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Let's take a break. Sunday's Auto Salvage,
1: your number one choice for recycled auto parts. I'm give you the number. I'm going to give right at the beginning, 982-7451. 982-7451. If you need a motor, if you need a transmission, if you need a part for your car because it broke down, if you're like me, it had almost 300,000 miles on it. I'm not going to go out and buy a new car. I'm not going to go back to take up a uh, up, uh, a car payment. I'll tell you why that is in the next segment of the Bible, guys. But here's the key. The key of all of this is you can get an engine from a total lost vehicle, one that's just been all smashed up and everything. Well, it destroyed the body of the car, but it may not have destroyed the engine. It's, that engine's checked out. It runs perfectly. Put it in your car if you need the new engine, and save yourself about $6,000. That just makes sense to me and maybe even more if you don't buy a brand new car and take up a 400 to 600 or above car payment every month. You call RG Hopper over at Sunny's Auto Salvage and talk to him about it. He'll explain it all to you. Every part's guaranteed, comes with a standard warranty, 1, 2 and 3 year warranties on all the parts. The number again, here it is again. 982 Hey, don't forget that you have a 30 not a 30, a 96% chance of losing $111,000 in social security benefits. According to new research in Bloomberg, 96% of Americans lose $111,000 in social security benefits because they take their benefits at the wrong time. Learn how you can avoid this at an educational workshop called Maximizing Social Security with David Lucas right here in Little Rock. There's two workouts in August. Registration is $20. There's only room for 32 people. If you've saved $300,000, register now by calling 501-653-6690. The workshop will reveal the little-known strategies that could help you Ring every nickel out of your benefits that are rightfully yours. The number again, 501-653-6690. Call 501-653-6690. We have a question again from a listener who asked a question last week or week week before. And I had, uh, because it was going to get into the weeds a little bit, I forwarded the the, uh, information The rest of the information to Steve Hess, I don't know if they've talked or not, but here's what uh, she has written back. A few weeks ago, you said pre-tribulation rapture couldn't be true because of its beginning only in the 1890s. Isn't drawing closer supposed to reveal more about what revelation means? Wouldn't the latter understanding seem to support it? Also, how can you validate younger practices? I have a friend that is the type to never wear a dress above her ankles, never cut her hair, and never drink anything alcoholic. Pentecostal who firmly believes in the mass gibberish tongues thing, which seems to be an Azusa street practice from only the early 1900s. I've heard you comment that this sort of thing is valid in months past. How is this not subject to the same it's too new standard? Well, first of all, let me just (laughs) stop there and say the Azusa thing is not a new thing. Paul dealt with the gibberish part of it in the New Testament. I, he said, think, Stop doing it, okay? Yeah. So that goes all the way back to Paul's writings in the New Testament. So I gotta stop there. Mm-hmm. I've heard you comment that this sort of thing is valid in months past. How is this not subject to the same it's too new standard? Nothing that I'm aware in the Bible describes this and it only has only been a movement for a hundred years. Can you please clarify how I misunderstood or misunderstand you. Hopefully, Linda, I just cleared you up on tongues. But from there, let me take it over
11: to uh, Scott. Well, Linda, if you... Uh... There we I'm go. Sorry, let me get you uh, Well, Linda, um, the, uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the evidence of speaking in tongues, is um, a very, very old, old thing. Um, there is, uh, of course, you have Acts chapter 2, when they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak with other tongues. This was uh, uh, much of what... You know, with every movement, you have extremes. Azusa Street had a lot of good things in it, but Azusa Street is not Bible. Um, That's just like the the, the 1890s um, theology was not. It was a man who developed this. Um, But you have the whole idea of tongues uh, firmly in the Bible all the way back into just a few days after Jesus rose from the dead. But beyond that, when the Apostle Paul is speaking about it, he actually says, and he re- related two tongues. He actually quotes a verse from the Old Testament referring to tongues. So Paul goes all the way back into the Old Testament, pulls out a verse declaring that men of other tongues will I speak unto this people. So he pulls a verse from the Old Testament right. to declare it. We have it happening a few days after Jesus uh, ascended into heaven. We have it happen during the life of the, the apostles. So this is, the whole idea of tongues is, is, is nothing new. It's it's, yeah. it's as ancient as the apostles in the and first century tongues church.
12: interpretation are both identified as two of the nine gifts as well. So yeah. uh, it, it, this is not a, it, it is relatively new to Christianity uh, in that we lost a whole bunch of stuff from about the third century until we began to rediscover who we were. Um, kind of the What we were talking about before the break is that this is not something – the things that we are teaching are not something new. It's an attempt to return to what originally happened, uh, what our – are real true roots of what Christianity was supposed to be. So
11: yeah, and what David's referring to is when they would speak in tongues without an interpreter. Paul right. said, "Don't do that." Don't do that yeah, uh, but people are going to think you're nuts or drunk on wine. Right. Okay, but that's why the Bible says that there's a gift of tongues and inter- a gift of interpretation. Yes. They're working together. So when that is done, then that is uh, acceptable. So uh, it really is not a one to one equation that you're that you're working with there. Uh, it's it's and so what we're doing here is we're actually pushing church life back to the way that it was actually meant to be. So no, moving further on in time does not mean that you get better revelation. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that, that's, that is something that is called uh, sometimes called progressive revelation. Um, actually, one of the groups that uses that the most um, uh, is the Muslim faith. Yeah. Uh, and they say, basically like, for example, there was something what we mentioned in the Quran, for example, um, and, um, Someone might quote that verse, but there might be a verse that was mentioned four chapters earlier that said exact opposite, but because the one verse was mentioned later, it nullifies the verse that was written previous. Christians have adopted a similar idea when they say things like this. But well, whatever the New Testament says, it negates what the Old Testament says. <laughs> no, that's not how you do correct biblical exegesis. That's the way a lot of modern denominations do it, but it's not the way it was done during the life of Jesus and the men who wrote the book. The Apostle Paul would be livid right. today to know that his words are being used in the way that they're being yeah. used to negate the Judaic side of the Judeo-Christian By faith. the way, if you
12: think that exists... Then you probably need to check your understanding of what it is Paul has said, because Paul did not—I'll repeat—did not attempt to go run around teaching that all that stuff God had already done, had been thrown in the trash can. Yeah, the
1: law. Throw so, it in the trash. Don't no. follow it any long even anymore. Even though Jesus Himself kept the law.
12: Yeah, um, absolutely. Every and so did He. While He was yeah. supposedly run around teaching about throwing and it away.
11: Jesus even said this: If there's anybody here that is going to not keep it and teach others not to keep it, you will be least in the kingdom of heaven. Matthew right. chapter 5.
1: All right. Last question. We got two minutes. All right. Oof. Do you know who jo- Josephus is? And if so, is he a reliable source for information? And secondly, do you have an opinion on the location of the
11: lost ten tribes of Israel? <laughs> you say, give us two minutes for that, Dave.
1: Yeah. So uh, let's just deal uh, with we'll the first half real the, fast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, out yeah out v- Josephus lived. He was a historian. Yes, I believe what he wrote.
11: Yeah, uh, yes, there, there you go. I, I will say this. Yes, uh, Josephus, uh, we know who he is. He was a Jewish man. He was a Jewish general. Uh, his battalion got uh, defeated by the Romans. He was inducted into the Roman uh, army as a story meant to chronicle all their victories. Uh, he became very much uh, a part of uh, Roman life and was lauded with all kinds of honors. A uh, little bit um, disrespected by a lot of the Jewish people because he yep. worked with them instead of uh, fighting to the death. Uh, he is very, very, very reliable when it comes to his history. He does venture off into some theology. Yeah. I question some of his theology. So I would say whatever he writes historically, you can pretty much take that to the bank. Whatever he tries to venture off into theology, you have to look at that as a little bit. He's probably got most good stuff, was, but some things are a little suspect. Okay, I'm, so next Tuesday, yep. do you hand?
1: have an opinion on the location of the lost 10 tribes of Israel? I sure do indiana jones <laughs> scott stewart will be waiting for that answer coming up next tuesday billy thank you for coming yes, as well sir. remember if you have a question you can always send it to uh, these guys and let them answer for you at bibleguys at salemlr.com just send it there we get it i print them up and then we ask the questions so we'll see you next tuesday I'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll be live at All Aboard on Cantrell. Stop by, have some great food, and uh, say hello. I'm going to be there. Robert's going to be there. Uh, Joe is going to be there. Get a lot of people who will be there at All Aboard.